What's going on, drinking buddies? Happy fucking 2020. We made it. We made it to a new decade. It's crazy. We're all still here. A couple things going into the new year, new decade. I know some wild shit is said on this podcast fairly often. And I've been working on some new projects that are not mine. I'm producing, doing technical production for some other projects. And one of those projects is really heavy. It's really heavy. Um, It involves sexual assault survivors. And it's opened my eyes to some of the things I may have said on this show or in jest. Things I have said in jest may have been insensitive and may have been hurtful. That is never my intention. But hearing these women's stories while working on the show has really opened my eyes to that. So I, I, I just felt the need to at least address it. When I or my guests say crazy shit on this show, it's all supposed to be in fun. That, that's the goal. That's always the goal while we do the show is just to have fun. So with that being said... Let's get on with the fun stuff. Well, let's get on with the ads, then the fun stuff. This week, we are brought to you by the video versions of Now We Drink. The video versions are available on Vimeo at www.andwd.net slash videos. I'm updating them as regularly as possible. I still have a bit of a back catalog that I am trying to catch up on. But check out the Madness in Full HD. It is 99 cents an episode, or $6 a month will get you all the episodes unlimited streaming. If you want to check out what the video versions are all about, the Anna DeVille and Peter Warren episode and the Robert Dean and Travis Keller episodes are available on YouTube for free. And if you go to the Vimeo page, the Athena Rain and the Robert Dean episodes are available free of charge there. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. I put a lot of work into the video versions. www.andwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and has features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. It's amazing. Rad Vinyl some new art, and new cocktail recipes. What else could you want out of life? And Final Me Please isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached. Cancel any time. So sign up for Final Me Please today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear, it's like Comic-Con in a box. Without the horrible lines, having the camp seats, or cosplayers. But everything else is pretty fucking rad. And for less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that are included. Licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe to receive that month's crate. When the cutoff happens, that's it. Party's over. Lights are off. You can't get that crate. So if you want to get some epic gear, go to www.trylootcrate.com slash ANWD. 
and enter the code BRIDGE10 to save 10% off on a new subscription. My guest this week is comedian Anu Kalara, a.k.a. Rags. This was a fun episode. All sorts of silliness from top to bottom. Anu's a New York guy. He's been in trouble with the law. He's doing comedy now. It's, it's good shit. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies. Rax, what's going on? What's up, baby? How you doing? Doing good. I'm glad we finally got this fucking together. Yes, yes. I listen. It's my fault, but you know. Oh no, that you're a hardworking comic is <laughs> such a such a fucking problem. First time I had the flu, it was uh, that was. Uh, hey, that's know. from you know dirty club patrons. I know. That's from you know exactly. You know, glad hitting all those fucking people. <laughs> Some motherfucker didn't wash their hands. Got you sick. That's it. You know what? When people want to smoke weed with you after the show. That's an issue, right? Because you don't know what the fuck you're getting. You don't know what they've been doing. So a lot of times you can't say no, but then you're like, what did I do? The motherfucker had dirty fingernails, which is, t- you know, a lot of dirty fingernails out there. <laughs> you got me checking right now for the audio audience. Eh, Drug dirty. dealers always have dirty fingernails, I've noticed. Well, they also, they also have the big pinky. They got the Coke nose. Yeah. The Coke pinky. The Coke, the, the the Coke nail. The Coke nail. <laughs> so have you had any bad experiences with giving you shit that you weren't expecting in the joint? Yes, yes. Oh, I mean, well, let's be honest. They're, the way they bring blow here is they put it up their ass or they swallow it. So <laughs> there's a problem with the way it comes here anyway, you know? Well, I wasn't just talking about the weed. I mean, like after a show, like someone hand you a J. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, of course. It's like, oh, shit, there was PCP in that motherfucker. That's another thing is like someone actually told me that one time. Oh, there's a, they said PCP, literally. And I'm like, you're fucking around. They were fucking around. But you know, you don't know what you're getting. So that's why I always bring my own joint, you know, and make sure it's, uh, I'm like, oh, I'll light mine up, bud. And then they want to hit your shit. Then you're like, okay, it's not as bad. Yeah, then you only get their communicable diseases at that point. Yeah, not, you know, a little not bit their of weird warts, drugs. A couple of warts here and there. <laughs> builds character. That's it. It builds complete character. As long as you're not like, you know. The problem with having it on your face is you can't hide that shit. You got to be on stage. Yeah, that's scary, man. That's scary. And you know what? It's so it's so prevalent in this fucking society today. I mean, a lot of people have HPV. You know, everyone has HPV. Everyone has HPV, but the herps. That's just like one out of three. One out of three. You don't want the genital herbs, right? I don't know. I would rather have the genital herbs than the oral. Really? Well, there's two types of herbs, right? Yeah, there's oral and there's genital. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if you get genital, it's like, well, that sucks. I'm not fucking while that's happening. (laughs) You get oral, you get this horrible, nasty sore like on your lip when you're just going day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people do have that. But I actually saw that they're coming out with a, a vaccine for herpes. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> they made too much fucking money treating it. Well, dude, but you can't, you can't fix it, though. That's the issue. They might make more getting that vaccine out. I don't know. <laughs> if you can't get herpes, I can't sell you Valtrex. Yeah, it just goes forever, right? Outbreaks. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd just be so scared of an outbreak. I, I pray to God. I knock on wood because, you know, I've definitely been there with uh, a little bit of uh, risky sexual behavior. Really? You don't say. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I'm sure, like a lot of the porn stars that you interview, they probably are the cleanest, like because they're always tested, right? 
but they don't test for herpes or HPV. Oh, shit. But what? So what the fuck? Herpes, no test? No test. It's not life-threatening. Oh, fuck. So they pass that quick? It's very prevalent in the industry. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Most people don't. I may. Uh, so the porn I watch is uh, the... Like like that uh, underground, uh, you know, like the gangbangs are taking place in like fucking Argentina. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't watch like the professional porn too much. I'm more into amateur. So I like the people to actually be like uh, having some type of relationship, I guess you could say. They don't have a relationship. <laughs> they both like money. That's the relationship. That's it. Well, that's, and, yeah, and the point is, well, I mean, if you if you see like um, some guys are gangbanging some chick down in Brazil. It's kind of intriguing to me, you know, <laughs> that some chick is, I mean, let's be honest, that trick is finally satisfied. She's having orgasms because she's getting gangbanged. So I figured that's the way that they're going to be fucking like coming, right? But for women, it's ideal, you know, to go through a gangbang. Hey, if she's down with it, why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no guarantee. She could just be a good fucking actress. <laughs> I saw my cock on a porn the other day. Like, what? The guy had the same cock as me. <laughs> it was dude, it was a special moment. And he had the same vein, same fucking, same color, same little mole under my balls. Like, he had everything that I fucking, it was me. And, you know, like, I, I felt a special bond with this guy. Were you, like, double-checking, like, did I get blacked out somewhere? <laughs> or what the fuck? I, it was a great moment. Because, you know what, like, I, that's, like, my guy now. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get You're subscribing <laughs> to his fucking channel, like... Every scene. Let's see, let's see who we're fucking today. <laughs> well, me and him have been through everything together, right? <laughs> it's like how, you know when you see the guy same, with the same car. You know what I mean? Like it's the same year, it's the same dent. <laughs> Gonna give him the nod. Yeah, you give him the hunk or the nod. You know? Gonna run to that guy somewhere in LA, and be like, "Yo, yeah, dude, dude, we had the same wife, <laughs> same up and down." I'd be fucked up if he's like, yo, show me yours. <laughs> You're seeing mine, man. Show me yours. Yeah, right? And I'd be like, hold on, man. Let me rev up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't show it to you. Flaccid. Uh, I heard some chick say that she was actually a fluffer, right? A fluffer which exists in the industry. It does not exist. It doesn't exist. Okay. No. But then she said she was a, down, a fluffer down. Which, that's not true, right? That can't be possible. Oh, uh, was that a fucking Kill Tony? Yeah. I heard that episode. You saw, so you saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not making this up. <laughs> I'm like, that can't be true, right? It's not a real thing. That is not a real thing. <laughs> that fraud is full of shit. Full of shit, right? I mean, come on. It's called time. <laughs> yeah. Dudes are having problems maintaining erections. They're definitely not having problems. Taking them down. Yeah, yeah, taking them down. It's just like, yeah. no. Come on. You know, like, well, who are you? Superman? Get the fuck out of here. She thought she was being funny. Yeah, and it was funny because they want real up there. They want to know what the fuck's going on in your right. life. You're supposed to do your 60 seconds of funny and then do a real interview. Let it come out naturally, right? Just talk about who the fuck you are. Right. I, but she was uh, obviously uh, a crazy person. Which out is, of it. Sometimes the <laughs> best part of Kill Tony is just like the crazy get, fucking people. You get the homeless, crazy weirdos and whatever it is. Yeah, it's right there on Sunset Boulevard. She might have just been homeless, been like, oh, I can go inside if I sign up. <laughs> I can do a blow in the bathroom. <laughs> that broad didn't have no blow. No, I know. She, if she had some, she'd actually been funnier. Well, I don't know. Actually, can you be funny on Coke? I don't. I, you could be unintentionally funny on Coke. Yeah, there you go. There just you like go. grinding your teeth. Like, so I'm just talking a mile a fucking minute, and you know, I got game back by Tommy Lee and all of Motley Crue back in the '80s. And bro, you gotta see my business plan. <laughs> have you seen my script? My script's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! How many conversations in Hollywood have been on cocaine about scripts? At least a million. Oh yeah, right? easily. 
There are a thousand of them happening right now. <laughs> Dude, this, is being, have... this is being recorded in the middle of the day at 4 p.m., but there are still at least a thousand people on Coke pitching a script to someone who did not want to hear about it right this second. In an Uber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the way to a meeting. Yep. One of the weirdest Uber experiences I ever fucking had was I got into an Uber with a dude a couple years ago, and he starts pitching me his script about using porn stars in a mainstream movie. And he's naming people I know in real life. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to get, you know, I think he was like, this is years ago. He's like, I'm going to get James Dean and Alexis Texas. And uh, so then, wait, he just wanted to make a regular flick. He want to make a regular flick. And he, this is his big idea. And his big idea. It was a love story or some shit. <laughs> I don't even remember the elevator. <laughs> You're like, bro, it was just horrible. I couldn't remember that. It was, it was fucking horrible, but I'm just like. <laughs> oh, I'm going to secure these people. I'm like, I know these people. No, you're not. <laughs> you're like, there's no chance, bro. There, there is zero chance of this happening for you. <laughs> zero fucking chance. Yeah, that must have been a very interesting ride, huh? He's, and he looked at me like I was full of shit when I'm like, I know these people. Oh, so he thought you were full of shit. And meanwhile, you're like, bitch, look at my cell phone. <laughs> fucking more like i can text these people <laughs> i'm not going to for you fuck no yeah i'm not gonna make myself look like a moron right now yeah hey alexis i'm in this uber and this hey, uber alexis, driver's got I, a pitch for you i think you should make regular movies Ooh. <laughs> hey for the right script hell yeah i mean fucking riley Steele did uh piranha triple d at one hundred percent yeah that happens right but it, just to say i'm gonna put a bunch of porn stars in a regular script that's not an idea that's a fucking hollywood dream that <laughs> doesn't happen too often Right? No. And the thing about it is, is the marketability of it. It's like, you're not going to sell the middle of the country on the person they masturbate to in a lot of cases <laughs> on the big screen. Yeah. It does happen. Sasha Gray was in a bunch of mainstream Sasha shit. Sasha Gray was on Entourage. And uh, she was in the Soderbergh uh, flick, The Girlfriend Experience. But she also played a prostitute in that movie. Ah. Uh, so it's kind of fucked up where it's like the roles for sex workers are being a sex worker. As a sex worker. Or playing themselves. Yeah, yeah. How, what's she up to now? I don't know, Sasha, unfortunately. But she's still obviously... I think she's writing books and... Oh, she's like, making money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she made her money. She She's done good. Yeah. Without a doubt. But it's still... That's it's a fucked up situation that I didn't even really think about until this point where, like, it's so rare for a sex worker to play something besides a sex worker or themselves on a... It, it doesn't happen. It, it rarely happens. What did James Dean play in The Hills? Because that movie was like universally panned, so I never saw it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. I am IMDb. Why am I? <laughs> Let's do another shot, bro. Let's do another shot. Let's get it going. Should I pour it? Pour it. There we go. My hands are busy typing. Your hands are busy. No, I don't want the hills with fucking like the Laguna Beach crew. Stupid IMDb. It's uh, Brett Easton Ellis. Yes. Not Laura. Not John. <laughs> or was that the... Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of a different fuck. I forgot the fucking name. It was like Lindsay Lohan, James Dean. I'm trying to think of the fucking movie. Why? But cheers. Either cheers, fucking way. Absolutely. My man. Because we're day drinking. We're fucking banging down shots in the middle of the day. That's right, baby. This is most of your episodes are recorded in the evening. I, you know, we both have schedules. So yeah, like I got to go be, you know, professional after this. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many of these shots do you think you could take down and still be like uh, functional? Uh, define functional. Or you got like to, uh, tonight? What would be your limit before you go do a professional gig? Uh, a fair amount. Okay. 
So maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine. Eight-ish, I would say. It was the wow. canyons, not the hills. My, wow. Yeah. That's what I'm... Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> eight. Uh, damn, so you got a pretty fucking good tolerance. I mean, I do this all the fucking time. Yeah. Well, you mean drink or record? Both. <laughs> I mean, there have definitely been some episodes where I've walked away from the shit and been like, did I save last night's episode? Fuck. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, some of the stories you told me, dude's going fucking wild in here, so... Hey, Shake dude. So try to be entertaining for folks, and whatever yeah. happens, happens. Yeah, whatever happens, happens, baby. So back to you. You're going to fucking New York. Yes, going to New York tonight on the red eye. Fucking mic, sorry. Yeah, the mic's trying to get away from you. It's yeah, like, what know, the fuck? It's, it's, it's flimsy, like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the mic's solid. The mic stand. Flashing mic over here. Oh, oh. <laughs> Comes in my house like, your mic's flaccid. Can't get it up. <laughs> That was a great podcast. His mics were just fucking flashing, man. Hey, I'm going to New York tonight. Um, so I'm obviously originally from there. Uh, going to see family, doing some shows, tying up some uh, loose ends, as they say. So it's exciting. Are you murdering a dude? You know, sometimes you, you, know, you, don't, you, don't. you probably shouldn't mention, like, you probably shouldn't admit to crimes on the internet. So yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, actually, speaking of that, did you see The Irishman? I did. I loved it. I fucking thought it was phenomenal. I can't believe people complaining about CGI. I can't believe people don't look at Joe Pesci and say, this motherfucker came back and he just from the dead and brought it. Like, Oh, it was great. It was great. It was also awesome to see Pesci not being a psychopath. Yes. Dude, he played this role beautifully. And I watched it three times just because I'm, I'm sure I missed shit, right? Because it's three and a half. So you're walking in and out of the room. You're smoking a joint. You're doing whatever you're doing. See, I wish I had actually... If it's still in the theaters, I may go see it in theaters because that way I'll be fucking uninterrupted. That's the thing. I was going to see it when it fucking came out. And I'm like, oh, you know, my fucking comedian brain took over. Oh, you could watch it on Netflix. And then I fucking ended up watching it on Netflix three fucking times. And now I don't know if I could watch it in the theater because it's just I've seen it so many fucking times. But I loved it. I loved it. People said De Niro was CGI. Who cares? Respect these men for the fucking brilliant work they do. Oh, I enjoyed the hell of it. Though it was weird to like see them make de niro young but not look like young de niro sure when he had his fucking arm stiff and he's having almost having a fucking stroke and kicking a guy yeah that was a horrible scene but still you got we all got the point right <laughs> no we got the point and the acting was still great it was just really funny it's like yeah. we all know what young de niro looks like hell yeah. we know what de niro in the 90s looked like exactly <laughs> you know we all know so people are just so like especially millennials oh my god like it's not fucking de niro well, I'm sure that was never said. But... <laughs> They're like, probably, who? Juice World, rest in peace. <laughs> Dude, they have so many, fun. Harvey Keitel, it was just brilliant. And Scorsese never never loses, you know? So I loved it. And then going back to New York, I'm actually, I, just, a few of my friends in New York are like, no, nah, it wasn't that great. Come on, get the fuck out of here. I'm fucking. What was their problem with it? Again, the CGI. People are like, well, CGI and, uh, you know, it was too long was a big one, which is fine. It was long. But in the end of the day, it's three and a half. And if and when I when people when you tell people it's three and a half, they're excited about it. That makes him even happier. It made me happy to know it was gonna be that long. You know, there's those 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 are the complaints. So, fuck the complaints. Yeah, I saw a good meme that says if you want to watch as a miniseries, the points to break it up. Yeah. So go do yeah, that if go you're... do that if you fucking want to. Come on. But Philly also. So I so I'm from New York. I uh, born in Flushing Queens originally, but made you know when you get in New York. 
when you start making money, my dad was a computer programmer, actually worked at the World Trade Center for many years, um, lost his job after 9-11. But anyway, when you yeah, start making- he lost his job. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't in there, <laughs> in the plane. No, no, he lost his job. You're the wrong kind of brown to be in the plane. Come on. You're like, wait, what was your father doing? <laughs> no, so anyway, like, you know, when you start making money, uh, you move into the suburbs. So when I was around nine years old, we moved into the suburbs. Um, Eventually, we moved down south, eventually making our way down to Jersey. So I know the Philly area very well. Um, and that so that that was great because Philadelphia, the mobster scene is alive. It's like Chicago. The connections go from Chicago to Jersey to Chicago to New York to Philadelphia. It's a fucking beautiful triangle, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or Pentagon, I should, whatever the fuck it is, that the square. We're know. not into geometry on this <laughs> show. Come on. You want me to do math? And I figure think out. people from it's funny. People from Philly, um, New York. It's funny. Like Chicago people, kind of a combination of all three of these types of people. It's a weird thing, you know. But they're very related. All those people in my in my eyes. So yeah, going back to uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, visiting, making my rounds, which will be nice. You know, can't uh, can't say I'm going to be happy about the weed quality out there because out here, I'll oh, forget it. We're spoiled, man. Oh, I know. I know. I have a friend who's from the East Coast who made a living out here just shipping California oh. weed back to the East Coast. And the funny thing is, there's a lot of people still doing shit like that. Um, it's insane. It's fucking insane, bro. The amount, all the weed out there is still from out here. They just don't give them the good shit. <laughs> they, second, they send them the second tier shit, which is fucking. And charge first, above first tier oh, prices. The arm and a leg. But now New York is actually good about, uh, it's, it's Chicago's legal now, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chicago's legal. Chicago's legal now. So New York is decriminalized, which is, I think, better than legal because it means that you're still paying good price because out here, the, the taxes are insane. Yeah, like 30%. They're 30%. And they're basically, the, the state was unhappy with the amount of money that came in. So all these dispensaries are going down. The last few days, last few weeks, a lot have been shut down. So we're in that mode right now, uh, which is... Uh, sucks for the consumer that's the stupid part about it being a hundred percent cash business like oh yeah we're paying our taxes (laughs) exactly hey if you let them take credit cards no one's gonna pay cash for it and then you could track it all a lot of them are taking cards now really a lot of them oh yeah oh yeah i wonder who they're banking with a bank so now the banks are starting to get it so uh literally just did a delivery yesterday got some cbd for my trip back home um and they took my credit card Phone. And it has, a obviously, there's a little THC in some of the CBD as well. So, you know, I had to say that was, that's what sucked is I can only travel with pure CBD, right? Well, you can definitely travel. LAX doesn't care what you Oh, yeah, LAX doesn't care. It's just that, you know, whatever, wherever cities you're going to, you just got to be careful uh, about the local laws there. <laughs> you have to be careful not to get caught. It's cost. so funny, but every fucking comic I know travels with fucking pot. Oh, yeah. Some of them are, listen to this. So this fucking comic, I don't, I'm not going to say their name. At the airport, they found Herb on him. They're like, well, look, you, you know, uh, he had cartridges, but he had flour. And they're like, we can hold this for you and you can come pick it back up. This is in Seattle. So he's like, oh, I could come pick it back up. But that's how cool Seattle is. Then you can come pick it back up. But literally uh, travels all the time with no issue. But apparently that time he had some flour and they said, we could check it in for you. And then when you come fly back into town, you can have, or you, you know, whoever it is can pick it up. There is no chance that I was going to be there when they got back. Oh, fuck no. Have you ever seen those TSA agents, bro? The motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers need it. <laughs> they need it. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that solve 
fucking world problems. <laughs> it might cause a couple others uh, when they're too giggling to notice the fucking gun going through. I mean, they already missed them as, yeah. a, as is. Take five milligrams. Have a little tiny hit. You'll be happier and you'll do your job. You'll be a little more paranoid. Actually, you'll be a little more paranoid. So you might do your job better. Just got to give them a lot of sativa. <laughs> a lot of sativa. They're like, they, they can see your thoughts. <laughs> Dude, that guy's sweating. I, I bet he's got a bomb on him. So many cavity searches. <laughs> oh, my God. And the other TSA agent's just giggling. Like, <laughs> Look at that guy's butthole. <laughs> That's why I always wonder, when you go through that x-ray machine, what do they see? Well, in they theory, just... someone in another room sees all of you. Yes. And then they let the person here know that if you're good or not. So that's why I give it a little tug before you, I go you through. Give, yeah, you get a little, little rev up. Yeah, just gotta you know <laughs> make sure I'm not completely flaccid. Like you know, don't want to be full wood. That that might be suspicious. Well, if you're full wood going through it, we can get more radiation on your wood. That's the question. Well, would that give it superpowers? Ah, ah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> motherfucker's an incredible Hulk now. <laughs> Motherfucker left here green. What the fuck's going on? Hulk fuck? Imagine your cock is green in the morning. You're like, oh shit. And just throbbing angry. <laughs> Sorry, girl. You wouldn't like it when it's angry. <laughs> nope. You might, she might love it when it's angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You have to like slap a condom on, like a colored condom on it. So uh, that, uh, no uh, clue. Well, you got to put like the, the, the red one on so your cock is blue or whatever. <laughs> I don't, just the black one. Just, just a straight black. Yeah. The BBC, baby. That's right. Everyone loves that. Oh. Everyone loves the BBC. Oh, and we all do. You know, men, women, who gives a fuck? I, I, you know, here's the thing. It's like, for me, I'm a brown guy. So I can go brown. I, I can go black and go white. I just can't go Asian. I can't go any other. I can't, I can go Spanish. I can't go the, I can't go the races that I'm completely different than, you know? It has to be some type of closeness to us, you know? And the Asians are a little bit smaller on there. But I've actually seen an Asian guy with a monster cock on there. Oh, I mean, it's on average. I believe Asians are smaller than the rest of the world. But that's on average. There's definitely guys that are going to be above there average. There's some monster cocks out there that are Asian. Exactly. You know. Your skin tone doesn't determine your dick get tone. I fucking top. <laughs> well, so I talked about hulking up my dick. And that... <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's how the train went that way. Yeah, the train's all the way in motherfucking NorCal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't think I was going to come on the show and just start talking about dick. Yeah, right? I'm like, I love cock. <laughs> hey, we all got here because of a cock. <laughs> Every last one that's of us. true. We did get here because of someone's semen. Yes, absolutely. And most likely our parents raw dogging. Yeah. Well, you know, my parents, probably, my parents are arranged, man. Arranged marriage. So... It's funny. I was born November 14th, okay? A year, my parents were married. A year later, I was born. So I was conceived February 14th, if you look at the math. And as Indians, we, you know, we look at the math. So my parents were arranged. My name means love. I was conceived on Valentine's Day. This shit don't make any sense. I didn't know rags means love. Oh, yes. <laughs> the rag, you're on the rags. It's the period, man. It's the love. <laughs> the love juice. <laughs> So on Valentine's Day, the first year of their arranged marriage. Yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so Flushing Queens. Boom. Did they want to have you have an arranged marriage too? Or are they oh, I mean, come on. No, they knew see, I was a not your typical Indian growing up. So they realized that was out the door. You know what I'm saying? Um when I was younger. They knew. I was a rebel growing up. You know, I was a uh 
kind of kid that uh, they hope would just stay out of prison. They put it that way. And um, basically, no, they, they didn't expect it after a while. Um, I had one of my first girlfriend uh, years ago. They, they thought I was going to marry her, but they never put any pressure on me to be arranged. What's funny is they've recently fucking put me pressure on me to be arranged because I'm not married yet. They're like, Anu, you want, you should marry your aunt knows someone. And I find that it's my second cousin. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's a little weird. That's so weird. I'm like, right, what, are you guys out of your mind? Are we that desperate? <laughs> there's got to be other Indians. That, there's a lot of Indians there's out there. There's a billion of them. And now you want to bring in a second cousin. And there's no blood relation. But I mean, is she still, hot? Huh? Is she hot? That's the thing, man. She told me she's models. I was like, that's a little, you know, but I still, I see, I can't do it. I don't know. I'd see a picture before you. <laughs> There's no blood relation. So it's second cousin. Right. It's a marriage. Which, and I guess uh, second out here is called, wait, what is second cousin for you guys? So a second cousin would cousin be. Cousin of a cousin, right? Cousin of a cousin. Yeah, yeah. So it could be through marriage. There's no blood. Yeah, there's no blood. There could be some semen. <laughs> blood and semen. Perfect mix. Well, if you're into that, <laughs> if you're into that, yes, give me a perfect mix. I mean, I would at least see the picture and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, the second cousin's hot. So that's the thing. Um, my uncle mentioned it again the other day to me. He actually visited me. He was visiting over here. He had some business to do. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck, maybe I should uh, take a look. But I didn't. You know, I, it's just never going to work. I'm, I, one, one thing I worry about is I'm too Americanized uh, to marry someone. I think she's a little bit fresh off the boat type. So, well, I mean, that's tough. You know, there's once the documents are signed and you're officially married, they want you to they want you to do certain a certain way. And obviously, I'm out most nights. You know, I have a, a lifestyle of enjoying life. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a PC way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, look, most most Indian people don't agree with smoking marijuana. And I I'm actually transferred to eating it a lot now. Right. Which it's it's very easy to get away with that right because there's no smell you eat it as long as you're functional you know like i'm on the edible right now right so it's uh it's easy to get away with but not so accepted right so i have to be very careful because also it's an edible right so if you keep it in a place where it can be found people can't control themselves and if they're compulsive they might fucking just eat it you know end up with some fucking like 100 milligrams just on their ass has that ever happened to you where you accidentally ate an edible oh yeah it happened on air all right, I've told the story to the audience before, but Chris Cope did the show a couple of years ago. Okay. And me and Chris were sitting down on the balcony like you and I were before the show started. And he breaks out these tin of chocolate-covered espresso beans. Ooh. It's like, oh, you want one? I'm like, yeah, I can use some caffeine before tetras, we get on there. Right? Those Tetras or whatever the fuck they are? Sure. <laughs> I love those, though. I down the motherfucker like, yeah, caffeine. How many did you take? One or two. Are there, are there, they could be like five milligrams or ten. Or I have no tolerance. Yeah, I have no fucking. I can drink all day. <laughs> you give me a little bit of THC, I am on my ass. And so you were like, "Wow!" About an hour into the show, see that lamp behind you? Yeah. Like Chris is talking, I'm just staring at the lamp. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. He's like, "You okay, man?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "You know those beans were medicated, right?" But no, Ooh. I did not. No, I did not. He fi- he. So at that point, you've it finally hits you. That, oh, it hit me high. pretty fucking hard. He's like, "Oh man." They're like five milligrams. You're fine. You're just drunk. I'm like, I know drunk. Me and drunk were tight. This is not drunk. Yeah. Especially the mix. You were drinking before that. Drinking before, after, during. So you're like, bam, that mix is tough. I mean, if you don't smoke, you don't eat. It's like, what the fuck? You're done. Yeah. Last time I did an edible was in Colombia last year, and it put me on my ass. Colombia, South America. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. 
I, I'm just thinking, obviously, people had to smuggle it there, so that's why it was inedible in Colombia. <laughs> I did not smuggle it. And someone brought the brownies in their ass. You just ate them. It was a gummy <laughs> ring. I'm just kidding. It was like a gummy ring. It's just perfect butthole it be, it size. It became a ring. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy's like, I test drove this in the States. I, they're fine. <laughs> so you're in Colombia. You're doing... A, you, that's awesome. What, are you going down there bachelor party? No, just for the fuck of it. Just enjoying Colombia. Beautiful architecture over there. Beautiful Spanish I've architecture. Heard. I've heard. I haven't been. Beautiful women. Be- amazing women, right? Uh, so you go down there, you eat an edible, which is weird because you don't usually eat edibles and you're eating them there where you're probably going to go out and be social at some point. No, I didn't make it off the couch that <laughs> night. Lost a whole fucking night down there. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. How many nights were you there for? Total. Ten. All right. So Ten percent. Uh, I mean, it sucked, but. You know what? Maybe you end up doing blow, fucking a hooker, and then you get a girl pregnant. So maybe it saved you. Well, who said I didn't do that on another <laughs> night? He's like, that already yeah, that happened three nights, bro. <laughs> They're ten. <laughs> I'm not dead. Come on. <laughs> See, it happens a lot down there. Oh, prostitution's legal. What else is, but what happens a lot is people end up in relationships. They end up with children. It's just like, bam, like you go down there, you go on vacation, you end up with a family. It's beautiful. Oh, that girl was definitely trying to wife. Like, Oh, they love it. Well, they're saleswomen. Oh, yeah. I, I still have her in my WhatsApp. She's like, I'll rub your feet. I'll make you breakfast. You're like, damn. Well, you live in object <laughs> poverty. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I was actually considering that. Why not go to a foreign country to find your fucking woman? You just said you didn't want one fresh off the boat. No, this is different. Her visa is in my hands now. That's That visa is not in my hands. This girl's already able to come back and forth. This would be a power play. <laughs> okay. So you're just like. But uh, the whole thing is I think that they're more submissive um, in some of these cultures. And, and, my, and my second cousin. It's fucking everything is, I'm going to have to be on my best behavior. Put it that way. And, oh, family reunions will get super weird if, like, oh, it yeah. falls apart. Oh, fuck yeah. It'll get so weird. And then my aunt and my uncle will be like, you fucked over our niece and you're an asshole. Right? But with them going to Colombia, meeting a chick, bringing her over here, I'm, these these relationships work. There's some fucking uh, reality show called 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my God. And I and I watched it. This chick made me watch it, right? Because, of course, I wasn't going to just naturally put that on. And I'm watching it, and now I'm getting research. Meanwhile, I'm with this chick, and I'm telling her, I'm like, this is a great idea. Like, you can go to Philippines. You can go to Colombia, get a beautiful woman, and she's going to cook for you. She's going to clean for you. She's going to fucking treat you better than a lot of American women will. Right? I mean, I, I guess we're wrong to say these days that we'd like to have a woman cook for us. Is that wrong to say? I mean, if that's what you want, that's what you want. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. There, if as long as she's happy with it and it's a consensual relationship, yeah. it doesn't matter if, as long as you're both happy in the situation. That's what I'm saying. So if I want uh, to have a wife, and again, you have to take care of them, though. Be very clear. They're probably not going to work for a while. It's going to take a while for them to be qualified for a position in the United States and so forth. But I think, you know, it might last. Because <laughs> I listen, I'm 42. Nothing's lasted. <laughs> hey, I'm not far behind you. I'm 38. <laughs> My most successful relationship was with someone ha- almost half my age. So. Wow. When was this? Well, she was 10 years younger, So, but it was years ago. Half so. my age. That's, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was the best part about my <laughs> That was the best part of turning 36 is then I could legally could start. legally say half <laughs> <laughs> Like, there was a, after 25, that was the only birthday I was looking forward to. It was like 36. I could legally ban 18-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> so this happened. Uh, no, like, she was. 18, I was 28. So that's not even that far apart. It is 10 years, 
But it's 10 years at a very weird point for both Men of us. usually just start maturing by 25 to 28. Oh, I'm still not mature. Yeah, exactly. We're both the same boat. So you're saying she was probably more mature. They're all females usually are. And so you're talking about you were probably only a few years apart mentally. Uh, she's probably still more mature than I am. She's Mormon. Probably. No, more mature, not Mormon. Oh, oh I'm like, Mormon. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm surprised you're not married, bro. No, 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 no. She's probably more mature. Where where, where did you meet her? Chicago. This is back in Chicago. Oh, and then uh, how long did that last? Six months. That, so that, that's my that's world record. It. That's about right. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, what can I say? I am a difficult person to date. Well, you, you work in an industry where maybe a lot of women won't be okay with. Well, and this is before that. Oh, this is before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, nowadays I'm saying. Oh, nowadays. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> That's why I say on all my dating apps, I'm a red flag wholesaler. <laughs> there we go. Like, if you're swiping right, you might as well just. I'm. The podcast is prevalent there. My Instagram's there. You might as well know what you're, you're signing very up clear. for. Well, that's good. You're upfront. This is like this is what I do. She has to understand. I'm surrounded by beautiful women who have sex for a living constantly. Yeah, I'm alone with them. Uh, you know, there's a lot that... Well, I have to explain I'm around a lot of comedians. Well, that is even worse, right? I mean, forget it. You might end up fucking... Who knows what? Because that's the weird thing about being with a comedian. Just, we come in so many different sizes, shapes, and forms. Like, you could go with a comic and you end up fucking, you know, I don't know, doing drugs with a comic or you end up, I don't know... It's, I don't even think it's that weird, actually, if I think about it. Oh, it's just been funny. <laughs> it's been an ass. <laughs> no, I... I'm around a lot of people with a lot of interesting lifestyles. Yes, yes. If you were looking to settle down and have a, you know, 2.5 children in a white picket fence, this is not the no. guy. No. That's not going to happen, right? No. Do you plan on ever getting married? Oh, married, sure. What age do you think? What's your uh, timeline? Uh, Next time I black out drunk with the right person? <laughs> I mean, that's how it almost happened last time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, very easy. I've never gotten a woman pregnant, blackout drunk. Thank God. That would be so scary, bro. And a lot of, a lot of people have done that. I'm uh, fairly sure I shoot blanks. I, I've never even had a scare. <laughs> never even had a scare. Thank God, oh, dude, it's a J-Mo. <laughs> I mean, it's something. I'm hey, I'm thankful about it. Like, I, I don't want kids ever. Uh, I don't think I want children. Now, I'm not going to say I don't want them because you never know what will happen in life, right? And then I don't want to be held accountable for that statement. But I don't think I am. I'm looking at, you know what? You don't wanna, do I want to bring kids in this fucking world? Hell no. So much shit going on, you know? Too much. Do you think being a person of color would make it more difficult in that decision? Like, bring no, up. I don't think. I think being Indian, like, people fucking. It's, it might be a little easier. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. It, it depends on the situation, right? Walking down the street might be hard, right? When you're in school and they announce your name, oh, he's Indian, so he's probably smart. So they might give him some fucking slack, right? And then he might think, okay, well, he's Indian. I want to choose him to be on the debate team. Whatever. You know, I don't know in what situation. Well, the problem is <laughs> when they expect you to be smart, they. Hold you to a higher standard. That's another thing. So I was the dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I was the dumb Indian. You know how hard that is, man, being the dumb <laughs> Indian? <laughs> Dude, it was horrible. Uh, what the fuck happened? Like, just... I was still smart on a lot of the white people. <laughs> Put... <laughs> so, I mean, There's been a lot of inbreeding with white people. I yes. Being the dumb Indian, let me put it this way. I was still smart. So I was in a gifted and talented program in my high school, which is the top 30 students out of 400-something students, right? Um but I was number 30. <laughs> so in that class, 
I felt dumb every fucking day. And there was a bunch of Indian, Asians, some whites. Literally, my self-confidence was shot. Let me put it this way. I graduated from fucking DeVry University, okay? <laughs> I originally had a scholarship to University of Maryland, but my confidence was so bad, dude. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, I was pretty fucking stupid compared to them. But I was smart compared to the others, so it's a weird position to be in. You know, and you probably were still alienated for being in the smart classes, even if you were the dumb kid in the smart classes. Yeah. So the the nerds are like, you're so stupid. Who doesn't know the theory of relativity by the age of 12? You know, and meanwhile, the cool kids are like, you're fucking Indian. I was fat growing up, chubby. I had buck teeth, big ears. Um, so I was a mess, you know, buck teeth and glasses, thick glasses, dude. I was a quadruple fucking threat. It was her. I was tough. I mean, you know, I'm 42. So growing up in. The 80s as an Indian. Oh, dude. I, I, dude, smelly, dirty, fucking piece of shit Indian was my name, you know, literally everything. <laughs> and then on top of that, I didn't even get the good part about being Indian. I wasn't that, I wasn't as smart as all these other fucking Indian. So, yeah, it was a struggle, man. It was a struggle. This is why you see this right here. Hey, trauma breeds comedy. Trauma, but you know what? That's the thing. It's like I went through, uh, so when I was like little, my brother in front of me almost got kidnapped. I saved my brother from getting kidnapped. What the fuck happened? I So my uncle owned a bodega in Astoria, fucking Queens. I'm fucking, we used to hang out there, right? You know, Indians. <laughs> we all hang out at the bodega. Like like I said to you, like dumb Indians, they exist. You ever go to 7-Eleven? Maybe once or twice in my right? life. <laughs> Either this motherfucker owns a place or he's a dumb Indian, right? There's only, a, there's only one of two explanations. So basically we were at my uncle's bodega. By the way, my uncle picked the best name for a bodega. In Story of Queens, this is maybe when I was 11 or 12 years old, the name of the bodega was Seven Days a Week. This is what this motherfucker named the bodega. <laughs> and again, Indian people aren't so good for coming up names. But anyway, my aunt is working that day. It's me and my brother in there. And my, I have twin brothers, but one of my brothers wasn't in there. Um, it was just me and him. And, oh, thank you. And basically what happened was some guy comes, it was Colombian area, right? Uh, these guys used to, these Colombians were fucking, they were very, very clear about what businesses they ran. Um, literally, they, the drug bust would happen, drug bust would happen, and the next day they'd be on the block with signs, business as usual. No giving a fuck. Um, anyway, guy comes in, I don't know if he was actually Colombian, looked Colombian, grab my fucking brother, and we were in shock. I grabbed my brother, he's trying to go with him, my aunt grabs me, so now we're having a tug of fucking war, Thank God I was a fat kid because this motherfucker didn't get, get away with my brother. Dude, saved my brother's life. And I always rubbed that shit in his fucking face. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I went through some fucked up shit. I, I was in a lot of fights as a kid because I was bullied, you know? And uh, being dumb, you, you know, you got to use <laughs> Got to use them hands. Yeah, yeah. What happens. Yeah. So is your brother going to pay for your first comedy special? Do you owe you that much? Uh, he'll buy an album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not a successful Indian either, huh? Um, you know, I would. My, they, my brothers would do anything for me. That's a good thing. We have a very tight family. Um, I'm Obviously, actually, they're trying to get you married a second cousin. You know, <laughs> they're like, do it. Keep it in the family. Do anything you can. Uh, no, but yeah, um, I think he would. You know, I think they would give me a down payment on a special <laughs> at the least. You know, Indians would do the math. <laughs> We'll like, figure it out. What kind of return am I going to get on this? Exactly. The ROI. It's a big conversation for Indians. <laughs> what do you have to think? What is the money? 
<laughs> so when did you eventually come out of your shell? Like, um, so I came out of, I, I started rebelling, um, when I was 13. Um, it's funny. I actually, uh, I sold weed in high school. Um, so that's how I became cool. So I was being bullied one day and I'm like, how do I get out of this? And I thought about it. I go, you know what? And I started self-medicating. I started smoking marijuana. Um, I have horrible ADD. So it helped with that. And then I realized these kids are assholes, right? They're so, they have problems going on themselves. Get them some fucking weed. So I started distributing marijuana in, in high school. And guess what? I became the cool dude. They're like, I knew it was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was, a, it was a natural step. Uh, that's just the way it happened. And I got caught. I got arrested as a kid for selling pot. And again, I learned my lesson, right? Um, but it's it's so funny. It's that uh, lesson don't get caught. <laughs> don't move to California. <laughs> that <was the> lesson. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went. So again, I and it's funny thing is I came out of my shell at that point, right? <clears throat> Going from being like the most unpopular kid, not having a place to sit at lunch, to being like the man around town, right? Being the guy everybody fucking knew he had the weed. So for me, that was the reason I did it. And then again, after that, I'm like, oh being like the Indian kid in my town that got caught for selling weed. And my parents went through hell, bro. Oh, yeah. So from there on, I learned my lesson that, uh, you know, I got to go the straight and narrow, which is why I became a comedian. <laughs> like, I'll just talk about horrible things. I won't yes. actually do them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, but, I, I, you know, again, we've all had run-ins with the law in our lives, right? This is the way life works. Um, that wasn't uh, the only time that I've gotten in trouble, of course. Um, but I would say happily, which I think is a great statistic, I have not been arrested uh, for almost 19 years. Look at that. I'm a, see, people can change, man. People can change. I became an upstanding citizen. Or you became a better criminal. <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> I think they run hand in hand. <laughs> hey, really good criminals get elected to office. Eggs, well, look at that. Our most, our best politicians are former criminals. One of my friends said something that I think is very fucking wise. Behind every great fortune, there is a great crime. Yes. Look at the Kennedys, the Rockefellers, every, the, the Bushes, you know? These yeah. are the families. It, do they keep the money in the family? They keep the power in the family? Hey, you know? But it all started... With it, some dirt. It all started with that. It started with this baby. This baby. Well, and how many, you know, next generations of Kennedys are going to be from the marijuana prohibition? Yes, exactly. So now it's so funny. It's like all the, so many fucking people. Indians are like, I can't believe you sell wheat. Now they're like, how much can I invest? You know, like, this is what it's become. Now you're an entrepreneur. Now you're an amazing person. You're, you're thinking ahead. Before I was just a dirtbag. I was trying to fucking help people, you know? <laughs> But yeah, that's just the way it is now. Everybody wants to get in the weed business. Everybody, you know? So, I mean, you, how many people do you know in the weed business? I know a few. Yeah, and, and you don't smoke weed, right? So it's like- well, Hell, at one point, I wanted to get in the weed business. <laughs> but I wanted to get in the weed business at a different angle. Yeah, I mean, they got fucking weed that's lube. Are any of the adult stars using that? I'm sure they are. It's fucking awesome, dude. I mean, I haven't used it yet, but this is, this is fantastic, you know? <laughs> it was like CBD lube. Uh, no, there's straight THC and CBD lube. Heavy, yeah. I mean, I don't want to fall asleep inside someone. No, that's the thing. If you fall asleep inside someone, better chance of her coming. You last longer. 
Yeah, and she goes soft, if you go soft quick, then yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. The idea of me just being asleep on top of her, it might, yeah. it might kill the mood. That might uh, be a Me Too movement. Moment. No, no. <laughs> I'm I'm very big on consent. She consented to me falling asleep on top of her. Like, I mean, she would have like get off me if well, as I was going on. Like, I'm gonna. <laughs> she had to roll you over. There we go. I'm not into women that are big enough to roll me over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I uh, we've all been with a couple big women. No, never. Always. Always. I mean, not always, but yes, I've been with. Everybody has that moment. Yeah. I've, Hey, uh, definitely. What about when you see like a bigger chick and she's really pretty? Oh, yeah. beauty's in the face. Beauty's in the face, baby. Yeah. It's, uh, do you ever think like, you know what? I'd give her a shot if, uh, you know, maybe get on a workout plan. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to commit that long. <laughs> You're like, bro, that's uh, three years. Not happening. Whoa, that's way out of my timeline. <laughs> way out of my timeline. <laughs> Are we doing this tonight, both of us fat and sweaty or not? <laughs> you're not fat. You're chubby. Oh, I'm fat. <laughs> I try to make that clear. No, I think you're chubby. I mean, how, how tall are you? 5'10". Five, 5'10". Ten. Five, ten. How much you weigh? Uh, according to my skill set, 260. 260. Okay, uh, you don't look 260. Uh, UFC heavyweight, baby. <laughs> you, you, you hold it. You just got that muscle, too, I guess. I, I'm, I'm six foot, and I'm like 200. So I didn't think, I thought you were like like a couple pounds more than maybe my weight. I thought I mean my scale could be broken too. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. Every yeah. Time. <laughs> uh, like something happened last week where I fucked my back up. Like I just woke up like oh I can't stand. Oh, that's thirty eight. Yep, it's falling apart. Yeah, bad lifestyle falling apart. And yeah, you know I work for a chiropractor doing his production, so I get treatment out of oh, it. Oh, you lucky bastard, man! So uh, <laughs> I'm in there the other day like. Yo, know, Doc, my back's fucked. Like, yeah. he's thinking, he's like, I'm like, I'm sure the extra weight is not helping. It's <laughs> like, so, do you want to weigh yourself? I'm like, not really. <laughs> that was the <a> solution. <laughs> well, you, like, do you want to know how it does? Like, no, ignorance is bliss, Doc. So, is this guy really good at what he does? <laughs> oh, he is. He is. So, did you fix, did he fix your shit? Still working on it. <laughs> he's like, this is a little bit of a long term process. So, let's take our time. Yeah, this is not an easy overnight fix. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck I did to myself. Like, Literally a week ago, I'm sitting here editing. All of a sudden, like I get shooting pain in my back and like tingling in my legs. I'm like, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> I go stand up from the chair. Uh, like I can't stand up. I've had that. Oh, bro, it's the worst. I have a bad lower back arthritis. My lower back. I have some shit in my neck. Oh, forget it. It's uh, here's the thing. It's gonna happen, and it runs in my family. We're tall Indians. You're not supposed to be that tall. You know what I'm saying? So now we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Yeah, so that's you got I'm, too much nutrition. You know, oh, we got that as American meals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This whole like, if I someone should have explained in my twenties, like, hey, do everything you want to do now because you're gonna fall apart in about ten years. Exactly. Yeah. When they say this is the best time of your life, they should explain like, no, you're just gonna be a constant pain later. Yeah, this is the last time you'll be mobile fully. You know, like. You'll wake up pain-free, no hangovers. Bro, I can't see anymore in the dark. And I have to get reading glasses. Bro, I fucking masturbated to porn with reading glasses. I'm not joking. Were they hanging off your nose like <laughs> yeah. all like this? Like... And then I saw a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Doing one of these. Like... <laughs> exactly, bro. Because you know how it is. I had my contacts in. So with my contacts, they're for far, you know, seeing shit far. So I had my iPad. You know, I log on to, you know, whatever it is. Uh, what's the what's those boys that drive around? 
Uh, the bang bus. The bang bus, right? I log on to the bang bus. And I'm like, with my contacts, I'm like, well, I got to do something out there. So I can't take my contacts. I had to put the reading glasses on. Why? You wanted to read the subtitles of what was <laughs> no, going on? No, I, I can't see shit close to me. So I had, like, here's the thing. You want to see it in good detail, no? Well, certainly. I want to see the pussy nicely, right? I want to make sure it looks good. So that's just the important thing. You don't want to you know, I just thought to myself, I'm like, was it smart you said that? I'm like, no, but every guy looks at fucking porn, right? Come on. I don't care who you are. There's a reason Pornhub is the number one website on oh. the internet. Yes. Bro, I think Pornhub's going to be bigger than YouTube. It is. It is already. Oh, it is already. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. I just don't like when they they recommend me shit that I would never watch. I'm like, come on, machine learning. Come on, AI. Let's get it fucking. Come on. Maybe they're just trying to tell you something. Oh, they're trying to get me involved with some shit. Like, you don't know you like this yet. They're like, five, wait five years, bud. We're just ahead of the curve right now. Right. We know you better than you know you. <laughs> See, that might be the case. That might be the case. What For you, what is uh, the best porn for you? Because you, I mean, you're an expert, so I like to hear that. <laughs> I'm an expert. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Hey, Mom, I made it. I'm a porn expert. <laughs> but you are an expert. You're, you're you know, you're... I, I, I know. Subject matter expert. <laughs> <laughs> it's still weird when you put it that way. <laughs> like when you know, go to my class reunion. So what are you? I'm a pornography expert. <laughs> oh, we saw this all coming in high school. They're like, bro, we heard the show. Yeah. We saw the show. Um, I watch a lot of European shit because it's I'm it's a weird hang up. Like, I don't want to masturbate to people I know in real life. So for you, that's the thing. It also now has become part of your life. So you don't want to masturbate to your coworkers. Coworkers, friends, unless I've been inside them in real life. If I've been inside them in real life. That is fucking fuck. fair game. Right. That's fair game. Uh, Apparently Amazon's here. Wow. That's <laughs> right. what Amazon does. Yes. That was aggressive. They're very clear that the holiday gifts have arrived. <laughs> don't leave it out there. <laughs> Whatever. That's just way to say it. <laughs> So, Thanks, Bezos. What the fuck? Hey, see, Bezos, you need to fuck. Come on, look at that. I was just talking about my masturbation habits and the, the doorbell yeah, ring. Right, but that's not the, the way. That's how a porn starts. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you got to hit the clit right there. I got to. I should have seen it. The Amazon delivery person was hot. They're like, DTF. See, that's rude, though, right? Amazon should not deliver shit like that, right? You should just hit it once. What, you know, anyway, going back to European porn, I'm intrigued now. What what, what kind of what is up with this European porn? Because I don't I've seen the German porn. Uh, it's a little too much. They go a little bit too deep. Oh, so all the German girls are really hot. So they are very hot. But I'm just saying, like they're a lot into the um, you know S and M type of shit and this and that. Uh, definitely, some of the German girls are beautiful. Um, so what for you? Like, give me the European breakdown. Of, is it amateur? Or is it no? It's oh, no. No, I, I like a, some production value. You like the production value for you. That's obviously what, what's super weird is like since I've gotten into editing, though, I'm actually watching the cuts <laughs> of the porn. Like, <laughs> oh, nah. you're watching the trend. It makes it smooth. Well, it's like, you, oh, you're so doing... <laughs> they did a film dissolve there. OK, <laughs> ah, you're like, are you kidding me? This is the way they started this with a black in <laughs> like, uh Star wipe, really? <laughs> nah, no one uses Star. So wipe. now you're paying attention to that. That's 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 hilarious. I mean, that's certainly after I nut, but <laughs> yeah, well, of course, yeah, like, I blow like oh oh, okay, the head's clear. Oh, how are they edited this? You know, I gotta send fucking final cut over there. It's fucking European pe- fucking director. I'm What's just that? thinking like I could you get some side hustle and <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, well, you know what? I should undercut this guy. <laughs> right, I, I'm gonna edit that shit. I can do that. So <laughs> wait, is it always your go-to? Is European porn? I mean, for the most part, pretty much I know a lot of people 
So it's weird just, it, you know, could you, like, even if you have a hot coworker, like a coworker you're sexually attracted to, it'd be kind of odd to jerk off to them, right? It is kind of odd, but I've done it. <laughs> hey, I'm not <laughs> judging. I'm not judging. You know what? You, here's the thing. It's like, um, you see someone that you think is beautiful. Here's the thing. I don't date comics, but come on. you got to be able to at least fucking rub one out to one, you know? Well, that's the thing. I'm not saying I'm not trying to fuck in real life. Yeah. So you, okay, okay, gotcha. Got <laughs> like, if a hookup happens, cool. Yeah. Well, no, I'll jerk I'm, off to I, I wouldn't hook up with a comic. I wouldn't. It's just too much. Look, we already deal with enough fucking bullshit stress. It's a tough lifestyle. Why bring that home? Well, there's a difference between hooking up with a comic and hooking up with a porn star. Yes, way different, right? Oh, it's, yeah. at the end of the day, you don't know what a comic's sexual hangups are, how they view sex. If you know everything about a porn star's sexual... Not necessarily. I mean, they're, I mean, they're acting. But this is still someone who, for the most part, can have sex with no emotional attachment. Okay. Okay. So that's, a, again, that's that's uh, very valid. Yeah. So her and I could hook up, and this means nothing except we got off, had a good time. Yeah. So you know that, that to you stands out, and you're like, well, this could work. Well, it's a discussion depending on where it is. Have the, you banged... Porn stars? I'm sure you have, but how many? I have. A few. I mean, I've had sex with some performers. Thousands. <laughs> Will Chamberlain numbers? No, no. <laughs> Shit. I mean, at the AVN, geez. Is that, now, let me ask you this. As a civilian, that's outside of the porn business, um, is it is it normal for a guy like me to go to the AVNs and try to get laid? Or no? Or that does not exist? I mean, it could happen. you got to remember, all these performers are actually people. So, of, course, no, of course. Well, that's what I mean. Going, I mean, there, meeting a chick. If uh, you're going there and like it starts off as a performer fan dynamic, no, no, your no, likelihood no. is next to none. So I figured that. I mean, like I'm saying, go in and be like, you know, meet people and like not. I'm not going up to the person that I'm obsessed with and be like, hey, uh, can we go have a drink? No, like I'm like, right, right. But <laughs> if you're meeting them on the show floor, yeah, and you're not actively working in the industry, it's automatically still a fan. Performer dynamic. Performer relationship. Yeah, like, who are these girls banging? Who are they going dating? I'm like, I actually met a couple, but I want to, for the most part, as far as majority, like, percentage-wise, are they just going out to meet regular guys? What's... I mean, it really depends on... There, there is no hard and fast rule. Yeah. Like, I know performers who date musicians. I know performers who just date civilians. I know performers that are married. Yeah. And it, one of my ex... One of my ex-co-workers uh, from my day job... He married a porn star, so when I, I when he didn't tell me she was, one of our coworkers figured it out. But so for me, she was like the obviously the most nicest person in the world. Um, and in the end of the day, like you know, I, they had a they have a beautiful child now, right? So it worked out, you know. And I always wondered how they met. So probably at a bar. Yeah, but it, it wasn't through of like, hey, hey, I saw your video. It's all they're all normal people. That yeah. the biggest hang up for them is. You, they meet dudes who say that they're cool with the job. And then they're not. And then they're not. Yeah. Or they're like, Captain save a ho like, oh, I'm going to take you away from this life. <laughs> Captain save a ho <laughs> I'm Captain save a ho <laughs> There's a lot of them out there. I I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it, it, it happens with women that are prostitutes, right? A guy and a girl, uh, he orders a woman, and then they fucking somehow fall in love, right? And- 
fucking goddamn uh, pretty woman. <laughs> uh, you know the original like, version that's really dark? Oh, um, it has to be, right? It was not a rom-com in the original draft. I think I've heard of that. It's funny. I, I got to actually, I got to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Right. No, it really varies performer to performer. Would you marry a porn star? If there's a connection, sure. Yeah. I mean, would you be okay with her being in the business? I mean, I did performer, so sure. That's, so the, for you, that's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, let me put that's you this just way. work. Like, they're acting. It's, it's just work. work. Now, there's actresses I, that are- I got a question for you. Yeah. Would you be upset if your significant other went and got a massage? No. Really hot dude gave her a fucking full no, body I mean, massage. I have to trust my significant other, right? It has to be a thing where it actually be, it's healthy to flirt, right? So my, to, to keep it interesting, we have to fucking enjoy ourselves in life. So what's the difference between her getting a hot massage or getting railed? A tiny bit. <laughs> no, you're right. They're, they're, it's It's- Someone else is still all over them, right? Right. It's so yeah. someone else providing them with physical gratification. Yeah. No, you're right. I I understand that. Now, the only thing that could worry me is like, look, what if fucking twelve inches is coming in and ruining my my vag? So are you saying the vag is ruined after it pumps out a kid? No, but there's definitely instances where it's affecting it for sure. <laughs> I mean, I've been, let me. I'm going to be honest. I've. Uh, Definitely dated uh, women that have had children, and you could tell. Well, then they had a bad surgeon. He's got to have the daddy sni- stitch. <laughs> they got to get the Kegels, bro. Kegels. But at the end of the day, no. Look, you're never going to. I will bet money. I'll bet a lot of money right now that you have fucked someone who has had a dick inside her that is bigger than yours, and you did not uh, 100%. know. 100%. Yeah. One thousand. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not twelve inches. I'm actually six point nine seven four eight. Uh, I know my six nine. It's still above average. <laughs> I'm above average. Thank God. Um, you know, it's a good thing. So it's a weird thing, is because I got like a little big dick, because <laughs> it's thicker, uh, but it's still not those monsters, right? But the, uh, that's it's, the thing. It's longer than normal, but that's the thing. No one wants those monsters in real life. That's right. That's right. I've, I've never had a issue with that which i'm thankful because you know us indians aren't known for that which the, I'm, you know I'm, you guys I'm, are known for the kama sutra <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you look at the kama sutra you're looking at the guy like yo your cock is not it's not all that well exactly he made up fucking that. crazy moves to make up for it <laughs> he wrote a whole book and like my dick's not that big but i slang it like a champ that's right baby swinging it <laughs> throwing it <laughs> he had to hurl it in there, bro. He's just like, <laughs> I may not have a big dick, but this whole book is big dick energy. You know, that's the thing. Is, well, every guy lies about their cock size. So I try to, I mean, I, I talk about it on stage, right? This is what it is. It has to, you have to be clear about it. But cocks also shouldn't be, men- shouldn't be measured by length. It should be a formula. It should be a diameter, right? Because width and length are important here, right? And width is always ignored. Width is the younger brother that fucking no one pays attention to. Well, because people don't know how to do the math of circumference. Ah, uh, circumference and diameter are new concepts for uneducated people. This is America, dog. People ain't very smart here. <laughs> That's true. Like, whoa, 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 your advanced math class is over there. <laughs> like, bro, you want to do X times Y? Like, come whoa, on, dude. Come on. I can put a ruler next to it and get the length. <laughs> There's an actual formula that goes in to get the girth. <laughs> we should come up with this new formula, though. 
I mean, it should be on the resumes of porn people. X times Y divided by this, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, oh, you have a ratio of four? Ooh, whatever it is, you know? Well, you don't need all that. It's on film. You it's can just see it. Anyway. Yeah, it's on film anyway. You can see it. You're right. But it should be on your OkCupid profile. Yes, it should be on your Bumble. On the Bumble. Like, <laughs> you have to go first. I'm putting it out there. Yeah. ASL slash ratio. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, size queen, this is the number. Honey, that's the thing. You, you, I, so I, I, I once uh, was with this woman who literally told me that the the biggest guy she'd been with was from her wrist to her the her elbow. And I'm like, she's like, "You're not small. You're good." But just being honest, that guy fucking got it. I'm like, "Well, great." I mean, like, this is not. <laughs> I mean, if she's into her, having her cervix bruised, cool. Well, that's you know, it's uh, apparently the new thing. Hey, <laughs> if I can't satisfy you. Let's figure it out quick and go our separate ways. Oh, of course. Well, another another thing I noticed is, look, guys, it's our fault that a lot of women don't come. But but it's also women's issues. Because let me tell you, I'll give you a, a prime example. So, look, yeah, you have to put the time in as a guy. You got It's like a workout. It's like a fucking you run 10 miles. You can't just run 10 miles. You have to build up to it, right? So learn to fucking do it. But I, I dated a girl. We had... Uh, relations for maybe five six nights and i'm the whole time like she's she didn't come like you didn't come you didn't come so then i find out this woman couldn't make herself come she had trouble she's like oh you know i have trouble like i have even when she brings a toy out she, she couldn't relax she comes every three out of ten times her own yes exactly so hey it's not always our fault oh 100 i mean Sexual commitment. I've definitely. I have you ever had sex and not come? Yes. Yeah, me too. Shooting blanks. Yeah. Well, I'm shooting. Uh, shooting shoot nothing. Milk. Shooting skim milk. I shot nothing. <laughs> I mean, I've had a couple partners where it's like I've been too drunk. Yeah, well, or, too drunk. It's yeah, you know, definitely uh, too drunk. I mean, when I first started having sex, my first couple partners, I just couldn't get off with because I couldn't get comfortable. Okay. You know, it fucking happens. You're right. You're right. You have to be in that right mental state, you know? Yeah, I wish I had fucking 16-year-old and my 16-year-old endurance because I couldn't get off. Like, <laughs> fucking fuck for hours. Well, am I, dude, I can't. The first time I had sex, oh, my God, it was horrible. It was maybe two minutes, dude. It was horrendous. I mean, every guy, I guess, goes through that, but you were going through. You're fucking. Oh, the, my, fucking, I lost my virginity, banged for three hours and never came. It's like a Peter North over here. <laughs> What's the porn star's name? The famous guy? Is that Peter North? Uh, I mean, he's one of them. He's one of them. No, no. That, that guy was a monster, huh? It was, well, it sucked. They're like horrible blue balls, essentially. Yeah, so that's the thing. Those blue balls were... Whew. Yeah, it was fucking miserable. I, it did was you just get, like, did you go home and immediately relieve yourself? I did. And then there was another time where I think it was the second person I had sex with, like, also didn't get off. And went to go relieve myself, and we've been paying so long it hurt to fucking try to tug one out. Ooh. Yeah, that meth sex. <laughs> it was bad. It was just fucking bad. Like, I just couldn't, I wasn't comfortable in the situation. Like, and something in my head's like, nope, nope. <laughs> you know, there was just some disconnect. I feel like, yeah, you're getting rock fucking hard because you're turned on, but yeah. just not comfortable wow. enough to come. It just And again, you needed to be right place, right time in, the, in your head. Yeah, you're right. And I understand that. Um, you know, I'm never going to be able to come if there's uh, something bad going on around me, right? It's a weird thing. Yeah, and that's why being a male porn star is fucking bravo to those dudes. Cause bravo, man. But they are they on, like, heavy dick pills? Some of them. 
But even heavy dick pills, like, they're still, still tough. Yeah. Camera, lights, action, baby. Sweaty camera dude leaning on you. Yeah. Oh, God, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough situation. So much sweat. Oh, God. It's a tough situation. It, it's very tough. It, but women should be, back to the like the real-life sex, women should be comfortable enough to talk to you about it if, like, your partner told you that she can't get off all the time, right? Yes, yes, yes. So... She I'm, told me this after six times, and now I'm feeling like a mediocre man. You know what I mean? And then finally she tells me this, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's not my fault. But she at least told you eventually. Yes, yes, yes. Think of how bad it would have been if, like, you guys had gone months, and you just, in the back of your head, like, why can't I get her off? Yeah. Well, that's what was going on the first few times, and I'm like, yeah, I put my time in. I'm fucking timing this. I fucking ran four miles before this, bro. <laughs> And that's why, you know, people need to be more open with their partners. Be like, yo, I get in my own head. I can't get off. That's the thing. People just need to be honest and upfront about what's going on. And again, I'm I'm a comic, so we're very honest. And I think that's a, a, a characteristic that maybe is it. So then why don't you want to bang other comics? Because other comics are honest, too. So here's the thing. It's like the reason I don't want to bang another comic, I'd say, is because when you come home at the end of the day, you want to be away from it. Maybe you start writing at the end of your set. Your adrenaline's still going from doing it, uh, and you write. But and when you wake up in the morning, if you have a day job, whatever it is, there's a moment to get out of that life, right, for a second. So you can go back into it. Now, if you notice some of the comics that have just been fucking, they, they live this 24-7 life of a comic, and they're miserable. There's definitely miserable comics out there. Right? 100%. Yeah. So. To, for, for me, it's like there are a lot of this. There's a lot of highs and lows in this business, right? Such highs and lows to the point where when there is a low, at least, yeah, you're right. That comic, if I did a female comic, she would understand what I've been through. But I just prefer it to be like just com- out of sight, out of mind. So what kind of woman are you looking for? I, that's the thing. I think I want a woman, obviously, that uh, is has a good sense of humor. But again, doesn't fucking think that she needs to talk over me all the time because hers is, her sense of humor is better than mine, which I might get that from a comic. So I want, I just want a regular civilian chick who fucking obviously can, can respect a good sense of humor, can laugh, um, and also has a, somewhat of a decent kick. You know, the reason I say that is... Because you're going to be broke and you want her to support you? <laughs> exactly. Someone's got to pay for my Uber. Right? <laughs> I can't get the podcast on my own. Jesus. <laughs> Someone's got to fucking pay for my uh, ass wipes, you know? Come on. Right? Someone's got to fly me to those comedy festivals. Right? Someone has to submit me. It's $50, bro. Right? <laughs> and she's got to hold the camera, too. Yeah. Well, I think the, another thing is, like, it's good to have a girlfriend that's not in the business. You can actually bounce shit off of her and get a... get a, get a. Uh, You're never getting an honest opinion from a significant other, period. I think after a few years, they're just fucking very raw and honest because they don't... I don't fuck. know what a few years is. <laughs> I'd say so. I would say one after a year, you pretty much know a person, and you can be completely real around them. Maybe even eight months to a year. I'll let you know if that ever happens. <laughs> You're six months. Your lungs are six months. Yeah. So did did she know you completely? I'd have to ask her to the point where, like, so I mean, like, do you feel like you knew her? Yeah. Did you know her inside and out? You're I mean, I definitely 18, knew her insides. Eighteen. <laughs> your 18-year-old girlfriend, who you were 28, and you you must have known her pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know her 
knew her pretty well, but it's still like, yeah. So, wait, sounds like you guys got some fucking <laughs> loose I got it. I got ends, it. <laughs> I got issues. Don't <laughs> don't mind me. I got issues. That's when you get the interviewer to admit that. <laughs> it's like every other fucking show. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure that's every night. Like, I'm free about that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm 38. My longest relationship six months. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I got issues. <laughs> I got some issues. Like, I'm not a commitment phobe, I don't think, but I might be. <laughs> you probably a little bit are. There's definitely like so no no friendship. No, we're still friends. I mean, we're we're civil these days. Are you keeping in touch consistently or no? Semi consistently. Couple dick pics here and there. Nah, nah. Have, have you sent dick pics? No, I'm not dumb. Here's the thing: I only sent two dick pics in my life, two girlfriends, right? Because this is this this was requested of me. I would never send an unsolicited dick pic. Well, yeah, unsolicited dick pics are just fucking horrible. But even solicited dick pics, like, you want this dick? Come get it in person. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But we were we were seven thousand miles apart or some shit for the first. She was in in India or in Indonesia. Wow. Yeah. So you really were trying to bring one back, huh? <laughs> no, no. This is this is uh, when I was eighteen years old, first relationship. Um, so you tried to get a girl in Indonesia on no, dial up. She, she lived here. Oh, and then she was an international student. She moved back there. Oh, I thought you were like doing the dial up, like. Welcome, AOL. <laughs> Bro, you, let me ask you, let me tell you this. You, I, that was before fucking apps and all this shit. That was before internet. Uh, like age, sex locations. Yeah, this is before that. This is $20 to speak to her for 20 minutes on a fucking phone card. It was horrendous, bro. Oh, Yeah, that's embarrassing. Oh, I mean, yeah, we did for years and years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually she came back here. Yeah, we... Yeah, you know, that was the, she was funny. that's the woman I lost my virginity to and ended up with her for years. Well, that two minutes must not have been that bad. <laughs> First time, yeah. And I held it out. I'm like, oh, I'm taking this off. And then I just pretended I didn't come. <laughs> condom, no condom. <laughs> no condom. <laughs> I mean, bro, condoms are the enemy, man. It's so, I have such a love hate with them because ah, what are you going to do? You know, it's so tough. They're so tough to use. It's awful. I mean, they're super easy to use, but really shitty to use. Super easy <laughs> to use, but like, okay, it takes away from the whole experience. Basically ruins it, you know? I'd, I'd just rather be abstinent, to be honest. I'm not quite that extreme. I'll... Well, I'm not that extreme, but I also don't have like one night stands anymore. I've done with those. They, they are awful. For me, those have always been awful. Oh, I, I, I feel like there's a story here. No, not really. I mean, look, I'll, I'll be out here. There's got to be a bad one here. Come on, to turn you off to one night stands. There's got to be a bad one here. I, here's the thing. I stay. It wasn't like there was one that was like really that bad, but it's always like, well, I've had one night stands where so they were like, what? In the morning, you wake up and you see the, the woman, and you're like, I threw my boxers out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I washed my balls in the kitchen sink, and I had to get the boxers, and I was out, and I was like free balling on my way home, and I'm like. Bro, this has to stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, you meet people that maybe you wouldn't ordinarily date, and also you meet people that, you know, you don't, you can't trust them. Well, certainly. Yeah. Trying to have an orgasm together. I, I'm not trying to marry them. Of course, of course. And let's let's be honest. How many times are both parties orgasm having an orgasm together? Hopefully, the majority of the time. Hopefully, <laughs> and, I mean that's I the hope. Did, I don't know. That's the hope. I think most a lot of women lose out unless uh, there's some women that can come pretty easily, but they have to like trust their partner for the most part, right? Well, hey, this is what they signed up for. Yeah, this is what they signed up. I mean, for. they 
Right here, baby. The moves, baby. <laughs> Still just in a cup. <laughs> You're like, bro, I've got perky ones, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. See, you don't have moves, man. For a guy that weighs 260, I got bigger moves than you, which is weird. Uh, it's all gut. It's all fucking. It's all gut. It's all this, man. It's, uh, speaking of that, let's do one more. All we'll right. do one more. Before, you know, I don't want to. Again, I got a show tonight. You got a fucking. Yeah, that's you know. that's a future problem. <laughs> your chiropractor has got to fix your back tonight. No, he ain't fixing the shit. I'm <laughs> filming tonight. It's all filming. I'm going to film that shit, bro. Go. Ooh, gave you a thick one. But I've definitely. I, I had one night stands where the woman didn't tell me she was on her period. Uh, oh, I, here's where my egotistical drunk ass went. I pull out, I see blood. I'm like, did I hurt you? <laughs> You're like, my cock is purple. <laughs> well, like, in what fucking state world? You were so happy, weren't you? <laughs> Seriously, you bastard. He was super happy. In what sane world do I consciously go, oh, yeah, that's right, I hurt you with my dick. Or, she's on her period, you dumb fuck. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, you know, the thing is, it's like, I think that sex is great. Period sex, I like that. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm that's, a-okay with it. They're so charged up on it. Well, and that was the thing. Like, she was a little embarrassed. I'm like, oh, no, it's all good, girl. Yeah, like, you're like, honey. Don't worry about it. I fucking, I, I, I'm gonna get the fucking uh, what's the, you know, the back the carpet cleaner. Oh no, we're in a hotel. Oh, perfect. Like, at her hotel room, so I super didn't give a fuck. <laughs> She's like, "What's the charge for? I didn't smoke in the room, bitch. The carpet was purple." <laughs> yeah, I picked up this girl in Austin, Texas, and we're neither one of us Ooh, were from Austin. Nice. Uh, I see, dude, Austin. I've I've been to Dallas. I've been to Houston. Haven't been to fucking Austin yet, bro. Austin's a good fucking time. I gotta get there, bro. Oh, that's a town, huh? Good time. That's yeah, a town. That that was just such a random fucking night. Tell me, so she was. Uh, how did you meet her? I was in a bar by myself, and she was the maid of honor in like this small wedding Ooh, party that rolled wow. into the bar. And I put some Al Green on the jukebox. I'm like me, her, and the bride are singing along to uh, let's stay together. I can't sing for shit, by the way. So the three of us are super nice deep voice, no? Yeah, I can't carry a fucking tone. No pitch. <laughs> fucking, it's bad. So the three of us are just super off key, just drinking, <laughs> singing. And the bride's like, yo, we're all going back to the hotel. Do you want to come with? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, sure. And me and the bridesmaid end up back in a room. And the bride is a G. She is a goddamn G. Wow. The bride was like, go get that. Well, go get top, that. Dick. On top of this, she was like, go get that. And Five minutes after, like, me and the bridesmaid are naked in her room. Knock, knock, knock. Like, open the door in a towel. Like, like yo. She's like, uh, I think I left my person here. Like, she's checking up on her girl. Like, yeah, but she's doing it where, where she's not cock blocking. Yeah, I know. Is Just, everything cool? I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Like, in and out. Like, Perfect. Ooh. Like a fucking G. Like, oh, what a dude. They opened the business together and are super successful. That's the type of relationship they have. Yeah, that was just fucking <laughs> smart, sleek, kind. Good people. Yeah, I'm just like answering the towel like, yo. I'm like, I helped her look for the purse for a minute in a towel. How did you stay hard? I lost it. I lost it. It came back. Well, I lose it in like four. Dude, I lose it quick. I mean, dude, it's dude, it, it's tough to keep them. It's, it, once you get it, you're happy. And then you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Where's your purse? Uh, but you're like, okay, okay, you're checking up on it. I respect that. I, I didn't actually come to that realization until later. Might have been drunk. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll hear the service. Like in my mind, I'm like, gotta get her out of here to get back to her naked with fucking hot, hot, hot your hard cock and be like, you know what? Let's show you what's going on. <laughs> yeah, my hard cock covered in blood because she's on her period. Oh, yeah. oh, that's hilarious. She's like, did you kill her? <laughs> the worst part about that shit is I should have left before the morning because the morning was awkward. So there's the thing. Why why so awkward? The blood is there. You've already been through this awkward moment. How does it get more awkward? Well, in the morning, it's like, hey, hey. Good. It was like, basically, like, how do you break off? If I, It would have been kind of scummy to just bail. But on the other hand, like, in the morning, it was just like, so good game? Good game. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to have a good life. Well, that's why I don't do the one night stands because of that morning powwow, bro. It's and another thing is, if there's someone likes each other a little more, then they hang around, and that sucks. So it's never good. Well, neither one of us lived in Austin, so there was definitely yeah. enough to ever well, be more than one night. Yeah, but so it's, it was still awkward, even knowing this. Well, I think it was awkward. I think I made it awkward by sticking around. I think we both knew it was a one night thing. She lived in Florida. I lived in. Fucking How long California. did you stick around? Until uh, she woke up in the morning. Okay. So you're saying that you, as soon as you got up, you got out of there. Or as soon as she got up, you got out of there. Yeah, I'm like, good morning, kiss. Yeah. And it, it, see, it was still awkward. So now you know yeah. the reason why I answered your question. <laughs> it's just an awkward moment. And again, you're right. You bail, you bail. Sometimes if they hang out and all of a sudden now they're like, we should go get brunch. And you're like, fucking brunch. <laughs> hey, I was I worked up a fucking uh, I worked up an appetite. I could have gone for some brunch. Yeah, uh, see, so I was the weird one. He's like food, food. Oh, you're like mimosas. <laughs> you're like more blood. <laughs> it's one of those things, man. I I should have just fucking should have been like pop and go, <laughs> pop and go. That's a good name for a pop horn, pop and go. I'm sure it's been made. It has to be, right? Oh. It has to be made. It has to be made. But that's the thing about one night stands. It's like, they're fun, but it's also kind of awkward sometimes. It's going to be awkward at some level, right? It's just going to be. And that's the thing. You are kind of prepared for that, but when you're drinking, you're not thinking of that whatsoever. And then when you leave, if it was unprotected, it fucks with you a little bit and a lot, a bit, you know? Nah. <laughs> You're like, no, I just take a shot of JMO and come home and I'm good. That's it. Well, no, and get regularly tested. But the yeah. likelihood of catching something fatal as a heterosexual male is pretty low. Yeah, that's true. As long as you're tested regularly, it's like, yeah, cool. Shot a penicillin in the ass and <laughs> go about my day. I actually had to just got tested. My cousin is a doctor, so he handled it. Of course he is. Of course he is. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, and that's one thing, the only advantage about being Indian. You got a few cousins that are doctors, or hopefully a brother or sister that's a doctor. It saves you a lot of effort. You know, uh, can you write me a script for this? Boom. You know what I mean? I, well, yeah, good thing you haven't developed an opiate problem. No, 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 no. Well, no, the thing is, they are very clear about the fact that, here's the thing, if it's like, they would never write me a script for something besides something that I've been diagnosed by them for right so it's not just like hey do this it's actually like okay now i can actually go through a real visit with my fucking cousin and it has to be checked out and my cousin i will actually my cousin gave me an endoscopy right because i had a some type of bacteria in my stomach some shit from a third world country who knows how i got it right <laughs> one night um, stand <laughs> probably um but yeah it's weird my cousin well it's nice to know that she eat pussy huh it's nice to know that she eat pussy 
Um, yes, I perform oral sex. Well, that's where you got but, the bacteria, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Is uh, I noticed that if you do that, the women's going to be so much happier, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's being an ass, but yes. But you have to be very careful about that as well because you can get oral cancer from that. I'm going to get cancer from a lot of other things. Whatever. <laughs> if I get cancer from eating pussy, I could at least be like, I ate a lot of pussy. <laughs> so, And you're only going to get oral cancer if they have the string of HPV that causes cervical cancer. It's not just eating any pussy. It has to have the HPV that causes cervical, cervical cancer. cancer. And that's why you fuck with young chicks, because young chicks all have the fucking vaccine for it. Ah, smart man. I'm just... Bro, you learn something new every fucking like, day. Like, hey, be a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, 18 to 21, you're talking about vaccines. <laughs> like, they can't give you throat cancer. You you're... can eat that puss all day. <laughs> but that's true, though. Listen, it's the one thing. The, here's the thing. The black community, it's like they, they say they don't eat it, but they love eating it. A lot of black dudes I know eat it. And then it's like the rednecks are like, fuck, I don't eat pussy. Yeah, you do. And then some of those rednecks are like, I fucking eat that shit all night, bro. Right? You know, like, it's just the way I actually fucking uh, used to know some rednecks. Real, real rednecks. Like, heavy, heavy rednecks. Like, I'm talking about dudes with skullets. You know a skullet? Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of people don't know what a skullet is. A skullet is a mullet with just a bald mullet, right? So, motherfuckers just cut the hair. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm talking about real rednecks. Like, the guy, uh, uh, guy like, uh, named Bob Blasick. Such a redneck that his address is one Bob Lasick road. <laughs> He's out in the fucking mountains, bro. You know what I mean? Turn off the paved road, <laughs> go two miles, make a left. Yeah. See my fucking name? You're there. <laughs> Ignore the cars in the front lawn. That's <laughs> And I'm going to eat your pussy as soon as you get up here. <laughs> we matched on the Tinder. I'm going to eat that pussy. He's <laughs> on Tinder? I'm on all of them. I, I, I'm doing a break. I've had a six-month break from them. Why? Bro, it's just so... These fucking women are going... Let me tell you one thing. So, women are matching with me at, say, 8.15 a.m. By 11 a.m., when I get the when I get time to message her, she's six guys later. So it's just working too fast for me. So this woman just completely lost interest in me because five better guys came along in the next three hours. It's hey, one, you're selling yourself short. Fuck that. Two, the trash is seeing its way out. Yeah, that's well. Another thing hey, is hey, these women are lying about their pictures. They're taking a pic from a dude. I saw this woman's pic. It must have been taken from a drone because she did not fucking look like that. And she had the angle perfect. And I see her. I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> There's always a little embellishment on online dating. <laughs> I embellish, but bro, I'm very honest. I'm like, this is what you're gonna get. You know why? Because when I show up, it's gonna be me, and they're like, oh, you actually look. I photograph horribly, so like, you're gonna look. You actually look a little better. I'm like, yes. But with some of these girls, it's like, bro, it's very easy to manipulate, and that's another thing. I I remember this woman. I'm not lying about this. Complete truth. This woman was missing a fucking tooth. Okay, she did not smile. With her mouth open. I take her on a date. I see she's fucking smoking every 10 fucking seconds. On our date, I'm having dinner. And I still took her on the date. Even after did, the missing... Did she have smokes occasionally in her profile? No. No, she didn't have... She just left that part out. Smoking 
And I, now I'm fucking seeing her smoke and I'm getting angry. I'm like, I'm paying for fucking dinner and I'm picturing a cigarette. She's sticking it in the, where the missing tooth is, right? And I'm just like, this is fucking horrendous. And then she wants to take me to dance salsa. I don't fucking dance salsa, which I mean, I would learn, but now I'm going there and I'm like, why am I this far into this date? I knew, learn to be an asshole and be like, I'm going home. Right? And I was just too nice of a guy. So did you fuck her? No. Nothing. <laughs> she just ate the pussy and left. <laughs> oh, oh, awful. Uh, she looked completely different, though, than she stayed. And then she starts telling me her brother's a cop. I'm like, what is this, a threat? <laughs> you know, like, he has two round wish... confirmed kills already. Yeah, I wish he was a dentist. <laughs> was she asking you about your dental insurance? Like, <laughs> She's like, you got that? Got that real good shit? <laughs> you got that two free cleanings or you got that real, real? You got that PPO? <laughs> that PPO's big, boy. <laughs> no, I've definitely been out with women where it's like, eh, you didn't match the picture. Eh, still probably fucked a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, again, it's uh, you end up banging them because you're like, you know it's not going to go past this night, right? Um, so that's the thing. It's like, for me, it's like, I just... I, and I also feel like LA chicks, you've seen so many sugar daddy profile. That pissed me off, bro. Oh, I mean, there's a whole app called Sugar Dating. Yeah. So just go to that. Don't put them on Tinder. Don't put them on Bumble because you're just clogging up my feed. Because I get excited when you see a pic. I go, oh, she just wants money. You know? Well, I'm happy to show up and disappoint her. <laughs> like, girl, I thought you were paying. <laughs> She's like, you're a modern woman, right? <laughs> I'm looking for a sugar daddy. Like, did you ask me that? Oh, I'm illiterate, girl. You're just pretty. <laughs> See, that's a good one. I should use that. I'm illiterate. No, really. <laughs> oh, really? You just, I like your eyes. You're very pretty. <laughs> You're like Bubba Gump. Uh, I like a shrimp cocktail with your eyes. <laughs> uh, so, does this mean we are not fucking? <laughs> One of my best moments, you, you've said that in an accent where it reminded me of Biggie Smalls. I used to love Biggie Smalls, obviously. Uh, there was a moment on a CD when he said, how am I supposed to fuck a bitch after I shit on her? Because he's talking about, <laughs> how am I supposed to fuck after, you know, it's, that's hilarious to me. Would you ever shit on, or pee on, I haven't done that. Yes. You, you, you would or you have? I have not. Um... I mean, if my partner wanted me to pee on her, sure, I'll pee on her. Uh, it's, it's, but, the, but the other part, number two, no. I mean, it depends on where. <laughs> like, I'm not about cleanups. You're like, we're going to the tub, we're good. <laughs> or your hotel room. Ah! See, as long as you just destroy the hotel I mean, room. you got to tip housekeeping on that. <laughs> like, you're an asshole if you don't tip, tip housekeeping. $50 tip, at least 100 maybe. Oh, I mean, they're going to hit you with a cleaning fee. I mean, They're going to hit you regardless, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, I'm, you're, you're done regardless. I'm still leaving a tip, but fifty. I mean, it uh, depends on how much the room is. Like, if we're staying at the Ritz Carlton, it's a thousand dollars a night. Sure, fifty for housekeeping when I shit the bed. <laughs> but if we're staying at the Motel Six and it's seventy-five a night, fifty for the housekeepers. That's another thing. Shitting on a woman has to be tough, right? Because even like you said, performing on camera is tough. Shitting on a woman just feels like that would be like the same thing. Like, oh, I'm a little, uh, it's weird. Like, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not into it because like it's it's I can't. You're staring at my hemorrhoids. <laughs> depends on you know, what I had to eat the you night put before. Some prep H on there for me. <laughs> well, it all depends on like what I ate the night before. It's like I'm not sure how this is coming out. 
you may just get hit with something that's so solid it hurts. Like you may get hit with something so wet it's like a fucking blast. Uh, like, you never know. I'm a Jew, you know. Our insides, <laughs> our insides are unpredictable at times. <laughs> it's like are, you really want to roll them dice, girl. You really want to roll them dice. I mean, if you do. You got to at least go 50-50 on the tip with housekeeping. That's true. That's true. You know, that should be the, you know, I don't and we, know. And we definitely have to get, like, a room with two queens because I'm not sleeping in that That's bed. the thing. You got to be smart about Or you just do it in another location. But here's the thing. I just can't get into the uh, feces play. It's just too much. I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but. Yeah. I mean, you if I was. Try, you try to pee on a, you don't mind like a pee. Look, I've definitely. I've definitely been in the shower with one of my exes and definitely, well, you know, I had to, had to go. I had to pee, had to pee. And that's funny, right? Just like you fart in front of your girl. But that's what it was for comedic effect, not for fun. Not like sexual gratification. Sexual with my pee, you know. It's just, and now R. Kelly, you know, we, you know, he wanted to just dominate these women, right? And so he just loved controlling them to the point where they're in a fucking room and he's like don't move bitch you know I mean, that's what he loved you know it's a weird fucking thing i mean what's fucked up about that is the lack of consent on the other party's part well if, they're given consent they just i mean they're if brainwashed they're not old enough to give consent oh some of them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they're old enough to give consent and they're down with that hey well how do you feel as a chicago boy you know like I can't take claim for every motherfucker who came out of that fucking of course. city. No, I, I agree with that. I genuinely agree with that. I mean, in the end of the day, it's like New York. There's so many fucking fucked up people that come out of there. What am I going to take fucking claim for them? No. And Jersey, even more people that fucking even fucked up. Well, but, yeah, because they can't make it in New York, so they're stuck in Jersey. Oh, dude. <laughs> I love Jersey. Jersey is Jersey to me. It's home, but um, definitely fucking. I, one thing I'm not looking forward to is just that fucking Newark smell, bro. <laughs> Have fun with that shit. Have fun with that. Landing in Newark Airport. Woo! Who'd you piss off to fly into fucking Newark? Uh, well, I see my family lives in Jersey, so I prefer that. I won't be in Manhattan until Monday. I'm Monday on my Carolines, baby. On Broadway. This won't air by then. <laughs> this is a couple weeks out. You'll be back in LA by the time this comes out. Back in LA. Like, I will have already done Carolines, killed, and be back in LA where it's fucking warm by the time this shit, this, this shit airs. It'll be February, baby. Uh, probably sometime in January, but good enough, baby. Good enough, baby. As as long as they go to my website, uh, I don't have a website. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that shit. The plugs happen at I'm the just, end. I don't care about plugs. Here's the thing: I, I, I when I, when I come out to do a podcast, I want people to get to genuinely know me. You know what I mean? And I love, and your love, I love of period sex. I, uh, fuck yeah, man! You know, at the end of the day, um, if they're charged up, they're charged up. Hey, right. I've said this multiple times on air. I like it when it looks like I've murdered someone from here to here. <laughs> I like it with four towels. Fucking went to fucking the garbage. That's right. You clean up. You clean it up. Well, that's how you steal towels from a hotel. So you don't yeah. care if you throw those away. That's true. That's true. I do that. I do that. Everybody. I, who doesn't do that? Is there Classy some... people. Oh, my God. I can't take a towel. I can't take a towel. <laughs> this company that's charging me, essentially, <laughs> if this was rent... And you're charging me $300 a night. You're telling me this one room is like a fucking $5,000, $6,000 a month apartment? <laughs> yeah, right. I can steal the towels. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm stealing the towel. I'm stealing a towel or two. And I'm not greedy. You know, I'm not the type that's like, oh, I got to steal a fucking 10 towels and be an asshole. No, I steal a couple of towels. You know what? Maybe on my way to my car, I need a towel. <laughs> Maybe in the car, I need a towel. It's only just in case I need a towel. In the next I mean, time. you never know if you have to rub one out in the car. You never know. 
You You're fighting know. prostate cancer. I've actually rubbed one out in a car once. Only once? Only once. Only once. And I'll tell you what. It was actually a... I was dating a girl. And um, so I was... This is when I was 18, uh, 19. I was dating a chick. And this is when first uh, Messenger ASL was out. So I meet uh, a chick online. And my girl was traveling. That same chick overseas. So I had time alone. And I'm like, oh, I'm talking to this girl. This girl lived in Reading, Pennsylvania. So fucking far, right? And I'm like, I'm going to go way out of town. Make this fucking, you know, not the, not a problem. Literally, and I was driving one of those Toyota vans. You know the Toyota van with the engine in the middle? One of those old school engine was in the middle. The front was, like, if you got a head on in that, you're dead. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, You remember those, a terrorist van. They used to call my shit the terrorist van. So... I on the way I've been driving. By the way, this is she's so redneck. Her mom gives me directions on how to get there, <laughs> right? Um, and literally, on the way there, again, when you're 19, you're so horny, right? So I fucking somehow something horny came to my mind. I jerked off, and literally won't forget this moment. Immediately, I'm like, I cannot cheat on my girlfriend. <laughs> Turn the fucking car around and on the on the highway, did a complete fucking 360 right there and came home and i was so proud of that you know because i didn't cheat on her that's all it is oh you just gotta get the poison out the poison it's just poison that's it, it it just gets in your brain like i gotta come i gotta come i gotta come oh she's willing to let me come in her uh, uh, uh there we go there we go if you get the poison out a little early it's like whoa i don't want to come in her you know i want to you know i want to respect her and treat her like the queen that she is i was talking about the side chick. <laughs> <laughs> like nope nope that's not where i want to come like i i came already nope nope that's not nope nope no that's the thing so i did you know it was a, it's that's how you don't cheat you just you get the poison out that's it that's all you need to do you keep the poison out you're golden your mind doesn't drift too far right i have often thought on a couple of occasions like man would life be easier if i was asexual <laughs> well here's the thing it's like you get, if you're asexual, you're, it, it's your, I get what is, you just like jerk off all the time, right? Well, no, you just like have no sexual arousal at all. Oh, yeah. I thought asexual meant like you have sex with yourself. No, no. Like if you just have no sexual desire. Wow. Oh, no, no. I don't want that. I mean, I mean, I don't want that. But it, that might be make things easier. But think how easy life would be. That's think true. how many stupid things you've done in the name of an orgasm or women in That's your life. That's so true. That's so true. I would have avoided things that were not that great. <laughs> oh yeah i mean i ended up not doing either but like last night this chick i know who like i've wanted to be inside of for a very long time okay okay was in from new york and she was down in fucking newport beach okay oh that's far yeah that was fucking far it's two hour right right she's like hey i'm just in town tonight uh do you want to come down hang out what'd you do and it was also my guy's birthday last night so i'm like uh oh Wow, the boys took over, baby. Actually, I didn't either. I stayed home and edited. <laughs> but the thought, the thought is like, if I'm leaving my house, I'm going to Newport. You're like, that's the thing. You're like, money, friends, push. All right, let's keep it to money. <laughs> let's keep it to money where I don't have to put pants on. <laughs> like if I had to like edit yeah. in clothing, yeah, like yeah, in an actually. office, like if I had to leave my house, actually had to leave, <laughs> we'll see what it won. It would have been worth it. No, you're right. Uh, that's awesome, though. So now she's gone. Yeah, she's How back. long have you been talking to her? I We both were originally from Chicago. I know her from Chicago. From, like, high school? Uh, 20s. 20, ooh, and, and uh, this is a new one? I, it was one of those things where, like, 
we were in the same circle of friends and just nothing ever came of it while we we're in Chicago. And then like mutual friends, my favorite thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I was, yeah, I was like, oh, she's hot. And Did then she watched this. Who knows? <laughs> Don't care. Wow. Hey, babe, just give me a call. Give, give him a call. God damn it. Coming to town for two days for Christ's sake. Yeah, give me a less than 48 <laughs> hours notice. Like to go to fucking Newport beach. <laughs> Newport beach is pretty nice though. Yeah. Was she in that resort? I don't know. She was there for a conference. Oh, she was on that resort. I've been there. Oh, that's that resort, baby. Yeah, but I don't know if she was inviting me down for like, you know, that or just to like, hey, that's see the you. the risk we take as men. Well, yeah, exactly. And if I had been willing to put on pants, I would have taken that yeah, risk. Yeah, yeah. Or if she was a little closer. Been a little, oh, if we were a little closer, we'd like, yo, happy birthday, dog. I'll catch up with you later. <laughs> Let me ask you, is that an Arby's hat? It's a nihilist Arby's hat. Oh, ooh. I love the Arby's. I don't eat it anymore. So, Nihilist Arby's is a ridiculous Twitter account. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous Twitter account. I have to explain this all the time, but I love is dark as shit. Dark Nihilist. It is a dark comedic <laughs> fucking Twitter I gotta, account. I gotta, I'm going to check that out. You should. Ooh. But yeah, if she, dude, hell, I was trying to hook it up for today. I'm like, so you're flying back to New York. What time on Wednesday? She's like, noon. Like, you're flying out of LAX or John Wayne? She's like, John Wayne. I'm like, motherfucker. Oh. It, Seriously, because if she had been flying out of LAX, oh. I would have rolled down there and been like, we're getting Roscoe's, and then perfect. if we hit it off, I'll pay for a motel before you fly out. Like You're a Roscoe's guy, not Gus's? Actually, of all the chicken joints in all the towns, they just opened a Harold's. No. Do you know Harold's? I've heard of Harold's. Where is that? Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, I'm going to Google that. <laughs> Hollywood and Wilcox. Oh, I'm a big fried chicken person. Oh, oh. they just opened. So it opened two weeks ago. Mm. So Harold's Fried Chicken, I'm assuming you know it from like Common. Of course, man. I don't, I've never, let me tell you something. If I, I, you can, you know, it's good, right? I know it's good. I've never had it. <laughs> so this will be my first. Unlike Gus's, unlike fucking Roscoe's, Harold's is fried to order. So as you order it, put it in. Yeah. So it's not sitting there on the fucking Correct. Thing. Ah, I love that. It's fried to fucking order, so it takes a minute for the chicken to come out. They have multiple sauces. It is fucking phenomenal. Oh, have you said how many times you've been to Harold's since it opened? Since the new one opened, the one in Hollywood? I've been yeah. once. Like, it, I, was, it was phenomenal? It's phenomenal. It's just like home. So in Chicago, they're only in, except for one of them, in lower-income neighborhoods. So... Yeah, that's uh, it's in the real neighborhoods, right? Right. But, oh, so the thing with Harold's is in every one of them, except for one of them, they're behind bulletproof glass. Well, of course, every fried chicken spot I know, and uh, you know, we go back to Newark, New Jersey, orange fried baby, Whee! Kentucky, Kennedy fried, we're going big, baby. So the the joke, you know, always was like, oh, the bulletproof glass locks in flavor. Ah, uh, that's it. It's so true. <laughs> the tears lock in the flavor, bro. But the new one, the one on Hollywood Boulevard, it's fancy. It's got a bar. Oh shit! Like, oh, dude, I'm definitely. I gotta do. This sounds like a fucking popping spot. This is my. This is my last one. That's famous last words. <laughs> Ooh, bro. But yeah, it, it's just like fucking home. Oh, just like Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> so wow, that's the spot around Chicago that fucking. Obviously, well, it's, it's, that's why Common mentioned it, right? It's a South Side, West Side. Like it's a it's hood. It's Ooh, wow, legacy. I love that. There's only one that is not in the hood. It's in Wicker Park, which at one point was the hood, and it's now a very gentrified neighborhood. Okay, and that's the only one without bulletproof glass. Wow, 
And they were supposed to open the one in Hollywood over a year ago. Oh, shit. It's been sitting there on Hollywood Boulevard with a big-ass sign. One of my guys from Chicago, I saw on his Instagram story that he was in there. I'm like, they fucking opened? I went there the same fucking day. <laughs> See, that's what Instagram stories are good for. <laughs> Fuck yes. I rolled in there. You went there that day. That day. You went there that moment. <laughs> I, I had to finish up some shit, but I, within four hours of seeing see, that. See, folks, a woman coming to Newport Beach. No. Best friend's birthday. No. Harold's open a bitch up. <laughs> that is also like three blocks from me. I, I'm only kidding about that. Oh, no, no. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> I was also like the only white person in there. Is, oh, I'm which, sure. Which is also great. Is awesome. Yes. Fuck yes. Okay. And all the staffs from Chicago too. So, oh, oh, that's fucking amazing, bro. I'm like, yo, what part of town? Like, yeah, I'm for Chicago. Like, See, that's one thing they opened up. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard how long, guys. Yeah, they, there's the one in WeHo. There's they suck here because they open them up with local staff. It's local fucking, um, you know, local uh, grown whatever the fuck these products are not from. That shit is actually high quality in New York. Over here, it's crap. So the fact that they have that Chicago stuff, they took that shit seriously. Oh, they definitely took it seriously. That's like, amazing. It is fucking great. <laughs> I, I, and it's reasonably priced. Like a half white is fifteen bucks. Half white with fries, fifteen bucks. That's not bad for LA. That's amazing for LA. That's phenomenal. And on top of that, for that quality, is phenomenal. Fried to order. So the trick for Harold's, it's not on the menu. Okay, is get it when they fry it. Do order it with salt and pepper because they'll put salt and pepper in the fucking batter. Oh my god. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of hungry, too. I'm like, uh. We're going to Harold's. Actually, we could. <laughs> I, I got to get to the fucking. You got an hour before call time. Well, but I was going to help out with something before. Oh. So I got like 10 minutes. Fuck. Well, we got about 15 before we got a wrap. Perfect. Perfect. But, yeah, I like, I order. I'm like, you guys do order, fried order. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, right, then let me get it salt and pepper barbecue on the side. Because <laughs> they have mild sauce, they have hot sauce, and they have barbecue sauce to go with the chicken. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I see. Dude, fuck. We got we to gotta have a Harold's fucking. We should do a, like a podcast and review at Harold. Dude, that would be phenomenal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so fucking good. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm actually going to go there after maybe right after Sycamore. Yeah, because they are because they have a bar. They're open till midnight right now. They're eventually going to be going until two. Kitchen will be open till one a.m. That's fun, dude. And that's so so genius to put the bar in. Oh, it's crazy. And it's, most, how many chicken spots have a fucking bar? Well, it's also decently priced pours. Like I was getting bullet right on the rocks for ten dollars a pour, and it was like nice and thick. It was all right. I mean, they were they're measuring it, but they just opened. It, but still. They, they just opened. They just opened. <laughs> you got to you got to develop a rapport with your bartenders yes. before they start robbing. Make a little profit, you. then things loosen up a little bit. Yeah, but still, ten dollar pours in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard is a decent price. Yeah, it's usually twelve to fourteen. Yeah. Right, or fifteen. Even. Yeah, you're right. Hey, dude, Harold's fucking. I'm coming to you, Harold's. <laughs> I was so fucking happy. Like. That's your hometown right there, boy. Well, it's between them, the fact that they're opening a Geno's East in the Valley. So Geno's East, what's up with that? I've heard so much about this. It's one of the uh, the Chicago chains. It's not my preferred Chicago chain, but I will definitely pizza. take Yeah. Pizza, right? So that's the thing. I'm a big pizza person. Uh, what's your favorite in New York? Do you Or do you even like New York pizza? I like New York pizza, but I couldn't. Every time I go to New York, it's like, oh, hey, I'll just grab a slice wherever. Yeah. There's so many pizza There's places. There's so many good ones, right? What's the, so for me, um, 
I want to find out what's the best in Chicago. And I've seen the pizza guys' reviews on fucking whatever website. So here's the thing about Chicago pizza. Real Chicago pizza, what real Chicago ones is? Thin slice, right? Yeah, it's the tavern style that's square cut. The only fucking place I found in L.A. that does that is a place called Rance's. Oh, I got to write this down. But the problem is... R-A-N-C-E? R-A-N-C-E, yeah, I believe so. The problem with Rance's was... They had a location by USC. That was the only one in LA. Okay. Closed down. So the only locations are in fucking Long Beach and Costa Mesa. I'm not far from Long Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. There's a comedy show there. Now I know. I I thought I knew that name. They do a comedy show there? Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Someone told me to do that. I said, yo, you'll love the pizza. (laughs) Yeah, they do a decent fucking tavern style. Because I have a couple spots that do decent deep dish in town. Massa and Echo Park. Massa? Yeah, I'm doing all this shit. Now. 1600 Sunset. Massa and Echo Park. Uh, Blackbird is supposed to do a decent one. Blackbird? Over on Melrose. Uh, there's a couple, like, there's decent deep dish to be Gino's found. Gino's East. I'm right as well. Blackbird, Gino's East, Rancid, and Massa. Perfect. Baby, look, look, look at that. Look at that. You learn something new every day. But finding tavern style is the motherfucker. So Rancid has the tavern style. Because otherwise, in Vegas, there's a couple Chicago chains that do tavern style. So, like, whenever I'm in Vegas, I'm like, I'm getting a fucking square cut pie. <laughs> Being a fat fucking just like. I love that, though, too, man. Oh, that fucking, let's fucking just eat some pie and fucking pass out. But my, my best sleep is on a fucking full fucking stomach. Have you had Chicago style? Yes. Like, the deep dish? I've been to Chicago. I actually performed at the Chicago Apollo, opened up for Russell Peters there. Oh, nice. I fucking loved, I loved that trip, man. I had so much fun. I got to see Chicago a little bit, not as much as I would have liked. But I just love Chicago, man, because it's the only city comparable to New York. As far as the skyline, as far as the like, the, just the, how big it is. So to me, that was so impressive. You know, I loved it. So, what's the best now in Chicago? I I'm gonna catch some shit for this. My preference is Giordano's. Giordano's. Okay, and, and also I saw they got a high rating on uh fucking Barstool Sports. Yeah. So, some other people are like Lou Malnati's is the winner. Some other people are like Gino's East. Pe- a lot of people are like Pequots, which there's only one Pequots. Ooh. <laughs> Original. Um, Massa out here does a recipe from the place I used to deliver pizzas for as a kid. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's crazy. Like I ate there a couple times. I'm like, man, I'm totally down with this pizza. And I was there talking to the owner one night. He's like, oh yeah, we use Gulliver's recipe from is a restaurant I delivered for like when I was like twenty. Okay. Wow. I'm like, that's why. He's like, and we start talking about the owner who's passed. And like, <laughs> yeah, I delivered pizzas for that fucking place. How was that job delivering pies? I mean, it sucked. It's but I mean, you make good tips, no? People are cheap or no? It it depends. I mean, at the, especially for a, a reputation of a restaurant like that. Well, at that point, like, so delivering for that place, I got so fucking fat. That was the first time in my life I got so because <laughs> the deal was they they took care of me. Like, you didn't make any hourly. It was all delivery fee and tips. It's all tips. But you got a free shift meal for every shift you worked. So you have the pie. <laughs> so you got a free medium tavern style pie or wow, or a free fucking uh, small deep dish for every shift you worked. That's so much fucking food, huh? Or if you, you know, or you could get deeply discounted. Like they had a full Italian menu. Deeply discounted full Italian menu. Wow. I used to pick up lunch shifts, which you'd make no fucking money on, just for the free meal. Just to fucking eat. Yeah, because I was so broke at that point. You're know, you a young kid at that point. How old were you? I was 20, like, yeah. living at home. I mean, come on. that's Dude, That you you were happy as fuck. You're like, dude, that's the life. 
Yeah, I was <laughs> living at home, just in between fucking decent gigs, and I'd pick up lunch shifts, like, make 15 bucks, but, like, eat for fucking free. Eat for free. And well, let me tell you, that could be two meals. It was. Exactly. It, uh, it often yeah. was. Or and the trick was, like, if you work the lunch shift and the night shift, you got anything on the menu for free. Oh, so you got the four meals. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, if you could buy both your shift meals, you can get anything. I'm like, and then once you were tight with the guys in the kitchen, though you got a free pie, toppings were still extra. But once you got tight with the kitchen, they'd hook it up with the toppings for free. That's it. Yeah. That's a wrap. Come on. The Mexican guy's like, come on, bro. I got you, baby. Yeah, they got you. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time in my life I got really I fat. That. Like, I was a fairly skinny kid coming up and then, like, Got super fat there, worked a job, fucking lost some weight, put on some weight. Oh, current. wow. So you were skinny growing up. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, that's, and, and so now, uh, you, so your like, whole family's skinny, I guess. Uh, my, so my mom's is fat. Is your mom the same size as you? My mom's the short, fat Jewish woman. Bigger. Okay. But uh, so again, it's like a later in life, everybody kind of gets. Well, it's just one of those things like, I grew up fairly poor. Like, we didn't have a car for most of like, oh, wow. my childhood. So, like, biked and walked everywhere. Wow. So, you were in shape, baby. I was skinny. I wasn't in you shape. You don't hear that many poor Jews. Actually, don't. No, you a lot of poor Jews in, like, the older older America. But in the newer America, in the last 50 years, you don't hear as many, right? Yeah. And... But I actually have Brooklyn friends. So they're pretty poor, poor Jews. I mean, there's definitely poor Jews still out there. Yeah, and... there's plenty of them. But the whole point is, is like, wow, you didn't have a fucking car. Yeah, we didn't have a fucking car. Like, we had one car. At least. I was like, damn, I didn't realize how, you know. That's, you know that's... Yeah, my dad bought a car in the 90s, like in the mid-90s. But yeah, there were years where we didn't have a car. Like, public trans, bike, walked everywhere. Wow. I'm like, so I was in fairly good shape. And then when I, about the time where I took that job, like, I wasn't doing shit except like playing video games, hanging out with friends and working and just eating nothing but Italian food for every fucking meal. Cause like, <laughs> Oh, I'm surviving on these shift meals. I oh, dude, I can imagine. Wow. That, but that's, a, and that's the, that's the life of a young kid too. You know, just surviving off shift meals. I worked at fucking six flags, bro. Oh, that was awful. Awful. Six flags, are basically people from the hood. And then some like white people that are, are obsessed with fucking amusement parks. You know what I mean? So it was this weird mix. And I remember getting in a fight with this black dude in the kitchen. I'm like, yo, go fuck yourself. Like, I, and then like, everybody in the kitchen wanted to fight me. I mean, this is this is what's going on behind the scenes as people are enjoying their favorite day of the summer, you know? But I, I actually, I was, uh, I liked Six Flags. I loved Great Adventures. So for me, it was a good summer. Um, actually hooked up with the first chick I ever hooked up with that summer because of it. So <laughs> what happened? Like, Oh, we were both worked at Six Flags. We just made out a little bit. And, you know, I had my little, I had a, at that point, I, I had a, I worked since I was, I worked since I was 11 years old. I had a paper route and I used to run the whole, I used to run like three paper routes, the whole neighborhood, you know, like we had a big neighborhood. So, um, literally saved my money from that. Worked at Taco Bell. Worked as, dude, I, I worked as an office. I, I worked, I worked since I was a kid and, um, basically saved up to get a nice car. It was a Trans Am I bought for five grand. Ooh, nice black Trans Am, 89. Back in 96, it was a fucking new car, you know? And then I fucking went over to fucking Six Flags, and it was the man for the summer, you know? And I was, like, just fucking out of my shell, and I you know, wasn't hustling that summer. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't selling any weed or anything, and just fucking in, in, met this chick. Um, didn't 
didn't think she wanted to hook up with me until she pulled my, you know what I mean? Because you were so, like, you're you're so absent-minded about it because you never had it happen. So literally had to fucking come and, like, be aggressive with me. Hey, I think that's a fucking sexy thing. Like, I think it's I sexy. I love that. I love when a woman knows what she wants. and Especially I, when what she wants is me. <laughs> exactly. And I tell you, the best way in this uh, day and age to actually get laid is to just not fucking ever push up on a woman. Because she'll fucking, if she wants it, she'll take it, right? She'll fucking lean in and be like, bitch, get over here. Because guess what? Every fucking, that's the secret. And the fact that the fact that you're not, like, pushing up on her, just so sexy to them. It's just a secret to life, I think, as far as. Well, because everyone wants what they can't have. And they're, like, apathetic, especially if they're hot. And you're like, yeah. meh, I don't care. There's so many guys out there that are just, like, overly pushing. Push. Well, and they're just like, you're beautiful. It's like, if a woman here is a hundred times a day she's beautiful and like one dude's like meh she's like, like, she's like whoa 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 what and I'm not nagging people it's fucking bullshit I bro I just love I've I've noticed that I've done that's how I've done well is just by not pushing at all being right. the fucking le, not the aggressor right there's a difference between being like cause the people preach that nagging bullshit like yes. fuck that but you know you don't want to seem desperate no, again, you, and they want to see desperate, but you also want to clear indication. So the fact that I was so insecure being young, that worked for me. So that's worked for me my whole life because <laughs> I was such a bitch. But I know I see guys out there hollering, hitting, like, yo, what's up, baby? Come in, this and that. And then they're just all over a girl. That's unattractive, right? That's just not cool. You know, like a woman is going to give you a sign. And if you're so stupid to see the sign, she'll make sure you eventually get the fucking sign. Right. And if for whatever reason... Neither one of you can read the fucking signs. So be it. <laughs> yeah, then they don't deserve it, right? You don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Same thing. You know, this is the way life works. It's just uh, sometimes how it fucking works out. Right? Women are the choosers of the mates they want to be with. So let them push it forward, right? As men, we've been trying to chase for so long. Let them fucking make that decision. Right? right. I only chase you so far. Right. And eventually, if you're not, if I've had women be like, P -p -p you've like, you haven't shown me that much interest. Like, it's kind of unattractive. I'm like, look, the fact is, is that we're at this point now and we're about to bang. So, hey, <laughs> I'm here now, woman. I'm here now. I'm here now, honey. And I love you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Love's a strong word. How many times you been in love? I don't know. Uh, the amount of times I've been infatuated. Oh, infatuated, man. Infatuate many times. I'm not certain. Like, were you in love with the 18 year old? I think I was. There I'm not go. sure. I I've been in love once. The 18 year old, you were. I think you were in love. It's a mix of infatuation and love. I feel like the way you're describing it. So it's like 50 50. Well, it, it, it's just a, you know. I don't know. I think <laughs> I was, but I don't know. Yeah, but at, so I think there was definitely like a, here's the thing everything is not black everything is grayscale right so you definitely had some love in there you had some well, uh, at the end of the day at the end of the there. fucking day it's love is one of those things where everyone fucking talks about and everyone you know experiences but unless you've experienced it multiple times with multiple people how do you I really know what the fuck it is yeah. right that's true because infatuation is almost obsession, so it feels weird, right? It feels like it's almost scary, but that's the thing. It's like, and then love is like it's a it's like a little bit of infatuation, but a lot of like okay, like this person is my person. It's a weird fucking thing. Well, uh, 
that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm like uncertain about it. Cause it was like, this person is my person, but this is also a person I pushed away. Cause I was afraid like of sacrifice, making sacrifices for yeah. this person. Yeah. You pushed away. And at, at, that's the thing. It's like, you pushed them away, but at the same time, look, and then you're head of head. You're like, fuck, should I have pushed them away? Well, in, in the grand scheme of things at the time, I pushed her away because I was afraid of me sacrificing everything that I wanted to accomplish in my life. He was, sacri- he was afraid of sacrificing Harold's. <laughs> That's right. Just... <laughs> Never again, Harold's again. No. That bitch is like, no fried chicken for you, motherfucker. I'm like, you're out of my life. <laughs> Fuck you. No fried chicken. <laughs> Fuck you. How dare you try come between me and my fucking fried chicken? <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, it, but it was one of those things where like, she had no support system. She had a kid. Okay. And 18. Oh, yeah. When did she have the kid? 16? Uh, 17. Oh, so just a year old. Yeah. And I was deeply afraid of having to sacrifice everything I wanted out of That's life. A third half chicken at Harold's, bro. I know. <laughs> I know. I was deeply afraid of like having to sacrifice everything I wanted out of life to support her because she had no support system. I don't really have a support system. Like, so and she, this is out there too. So you didn't yeah. know where you were going with your life yet, right? Now you're kind of settled then your life. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know where you're going to live for the next ten years. Oh, man, <laughs> like, I don't even know that, bro. You think I'm going to be alive in ten I'm years? Jump off the balcony after this. <laughs> I'm not jumping off the balcony. That's a good way to cripple myself. I'll survive that. That'll suck. But yeah, too low to the ground, bro. Right. I, but at the end of the day, like I. I knew the life I was living in Chicago at the time is not the life I wanted to live. Yeah. I had a decent middle-class job. I had a condo, but I was fucking miserable. Yeah. I enjoyed being with her. I really enjoyed being with her, but I also was like, I will have to set in my mind. No, I did not discuss this with her. I probably should have. This should have been a fucking discussion, (laughs) but in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking sacrifice everything to support her and her child because she's got no support system. I really care about her, but I'm not sure I'm willing to do that. Well, another thing, like, okay, so you don't know where your life is at that moment. You don't know where you're going with it. So obviously, like, just at that moment, settling down would have been like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna regret this later, possibly. Well, settling I'm, down I'm, wouldn't... I'm not happy with my current overall life, regardless. Settling down wouldn't have been an issue. But the idea of settling down with someone who, at the time, had no means to... Be an equal support co- themselves to be an equal contributor to the situation. Yeah. Okay. Who? How is she fucking raising a kid? Uh, the father. There's a whole to do. Fucking Harold Chicken. <laughs> poor fucking kid. Wow. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's also fucking almost eight uh, eight years ago, nine years ago, right? almost ten. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, so we broke up in July. Twenty eight years old, like you said, it's just like a, it's a time in your life where it's hard to know what the fuck you want. Yeah, we broke up in July of twenty ten. So I don't think it was your fault. You know, I mean, oh no. At that age, I should have communicated better. I definitely made some mistakes in the situation. I admit that. Not to say I am faultless in the situation. Like, yeah. both of us had. It was a problem. <laughs> there were definitely some problems well now I think the next thing to do is take that kid to Harold's Chicken <laughs> that kid lives in Chicago that kid can go to Harold's whenever the fuck yeah. it wants like, that kid's been to Harold's last week motherfucker <laughs> what's actually what's super weird super weird for me is you know I may drink a fair amount Yeah. and the bar I used to basically live at in Chicago 
she now bartends at. Oh, man. So you're definitely going to see her. I mean, probably. Soon. I'm not going back to Chicago anytime soon, but it's still like. Next two years, you will most likely run into her at some point. Oh, without without, without a fucking doubt. I mean, two times ago I was in Chicago, she picked me up and we went and like hung out. So, yeah, wow. But it was still a thing. Like, it's still weird to see her like on social media, her check ins at my bar. It's like, uh, <laughs> like she checks in a lot. She fucking works there. Wow. Yeah, she works there. It's like, so weird. That's Ooh, my house. That's my house. That's my <laughs> fucking house. What are you doing in my house? What are you doing in my fucking kingdom, bitch? <laughs> it's uh, she's still servicing the king. <laughs> king don't live there no that's more. That's it. That's it. The king comes back a little bit here and there. <laughs> but uh, it's just him. Yeah. yeah, six months. At the end of the day, like people in our age group, a lot of I'm sure a lot of your peers, a lot of my peers are like married, kids, like multiple kids. Every kids month. are almost like adults at this point. Oh, fucking my friends having their third kid. Two of my friends. I'm like, geez, I'm like, I fucking, I'm a loser. <laughs> what am I doing? I can't. Here's the thing, though. I'm, I don't like. We talked about earlier in the show. I don't think I'm gonna have kids, so I think it's totally fine. You know? Oh, I think it's totally fine too. It's just, it's, it's just weird. It's weird to be like, like one of my guys I've known since elementary school. Four kids, married, four kids, like married over a decade at this point. It's like. Four kids, that's just insane. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And every time I see him, like, I just am like, so are you on your 12th one already? Like, I just keep throwing the number up and up. To, I don't even think I'd make it to four if I tried right now. <laughs> oh, I definitely wouldn't. I definitely But it's just like, how the fuck did we, like, grow up together? Like, I've known you since I was seven years old, and, like, our paths just diverge yeah. that fucking much. And now you are you have seven-year-olds yourself? It's crazy. I know you just seven. Now you got seven. Fucking, I, I mean, how old is oldest? Like 13, I think. Yeah. Like, no, no, 10 or 11. Yeah. Whatever. It, it, almost a teenager. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I don't pay attention to my friend's children. <laughs> What's the other thing? Your friends get pissed when you don't pay attention to their kid, you know? And you feel bad later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I smoke whoa. a joint. I'm like, I should fucking, you know, I should hang out with, uh, you know, I don't want to say their name. <laughs> like, why should I pay attention to your orgasm? <laughs> Without their orgasms, a fucking fully functional human being who eventually might, uh, you know, be in your life at some point. I don't know that person. <laughs> well, you don't. Yeah, it's true. I mean, until you can drive me home from the bar, you don't matter. They might be working on the bar one day. Check in. Well, at that point, like, yeah, I know your old man. <laughs> I know I can use it. <laughs> it's all situational. You take me home. Take me by pops. <laughs> it's all situational. I mean, does that make me a scumbag? Probably. I don't think so. I think in the end, it's hard to be a part of every single one of your friends' children, right? There's, and I said it's long distance in in both of our cases. So what the fuck? But it definitely, we should definitely pretend. <laughs> no, that's dishonest. <laughs> fuck that. I'd rather just be honest. Like, no, nah, cool. You you fucked. Cool. I actually have done a decent effort of it. You spend one night with them, they're happy, bro. You know, one night every five years, they're happy. Not when I get that drunk. <laughs> You're like, bro, I got fucking blood to fucking come inside him. <laughs> when I pull a fucking Rick Sanchez and just like shit all over the room, they're like, well, that was a horrible idea. <laughs> I mean, this friend is also, I mean, it got vetoed by his wife, but at one point was like, so I'm thinking about making Matt our kid's godparent. She's like, no. Oh, she's like, um, what the fuck do you have planned for our children? <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why well, you, you you look? You're you're a good guy. You have your friends back just because. And again, if you became a god, would you accept the Godfather? 
I don't know what I'd do with that job. I'm an atheist. Well, I mean, we, uh, yeah, that's what here's I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I feel like there's a something, a power, some type of power out there, right? So I don't know what it is. I'm not worshiping the guy who plays The Sims. <laughs> he left the keyboard a long time ago. I was raised a Hindu, bro. You know, I, I, I smoked weed before I tried fucking like steak. How fucked up is that? You know? Well, I mean, if you try enough weed, steak is amazing. Well, that's the next thing. I was like, I got to try that motherfucking steak. <laughs> Millions of white people can't be wrong. Yeah, right? I love, and that's my favorite meat, too. Of course, the Hindu loves the steak. <laughs> I mean, if it's holy, why wouldn't you want to bring it into you? <laughs> just make love to it. <laughs> you're just bringing God into your person, right? I'm... That's it. You're, you're literally merging. Right? <laughs> God is giving you life. <laughs> One bite at a time. What's your favorite food? Oh, I like red meat. Is steak your favorite? I like steak. I mean, I mean, I didn't get this fat by not eating. Well, I mean, no, I love like my favorite. I love steak, but my favorite crab legs, king crab, king crab. Those motherfuckers are painful. I love, uh, they're great, but they're fucking painful to get at. Why? Oh, because you know, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why I eat less. I'm happy, but I'm, and also it's expensive. You eat a pound and a half. You're like, okay, okay, I don't want to go for another pound. It's too expensive. It's fine. It's fine. That's why you go to buffets. <laughs> you go to those snow crab buffets. Those Asians are staring at you at the table like, you're done? You're done? No, fucking, I'm not done. I, you know, Me and the black people at the buffets compete. I see him. We go eye to eye. I'm like, what's up, Pimpin? He's like, what's up, bro? And then we meet, and we, were, and we always try to rush. As soon as a fresh snow crab coming, oh, I love that moment. Comes in, and me and him are there together, and then the rest of the assholes can wait. <laughs> right? You got to be quick, motherfucker. We are, yeah, exactly. You got to be quick. You got to keep your eye on the shit while you're eating. See, that's the key. That fresh one comes over. I run right over to the Asian lady. Hold on, hold on. I'm like, shut up. We're doing this now. Put it in. Yes. I need to grab more butter <laughs> and let's do this. I'm lubing up. I need to put it in. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just lubing the meat through my system. Just whoop, right through all the protein. That's it. Uh, it's all protein and cholesterol. Meh. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't planning to live forever anyways. Yeah, that's true. But we got to make it to 50 or 60, right? Why? So I can, <laughs> if I'm falling this much apart at 38, I don't want to think how much I'm going to be falling apart at 50. That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm going to be in a wheelchair by then. Bro, I'm going to definitely be in a wheelchair. I'm going to be in a wheelchair, and I'm not going to be well, rich enough. I'm not going to be rich enough that anyone wants to fuck anyone in a wheelchair. But you know what? At least someone will be pushing us around. <laughs> well, unless we got to wheel ourselves. But they're electronic now. You push the button. At least we don't have to get our wheelchair through the snow. Oh, can you? Uh, Chicago, New York, they're fucking. I've seen them. Oh, those YouTube videos. Those poor fucking bastards. <laughs> like nothing worse to be crippled a, in the snow. Yeah, it's a, the audience should go and YouTube shopping on meth. I think that's hilarious. One of the best videos there is out there. You just see this woman. She looks like she woke up on fucking Christmas Eve. She had 10 families out after a six-month coma, 10 families to shop for, and she just has to fucking figure everything out. I To me, it's actually a video I watch just for fun. That sounds fucking amazing. That sounds <laughs> fucking amazing. Shopping on meth, white women getting kicked out of Ubers, another hit. You know, It's a lot. It's good. That's good shit. White women need to get kicked out of Ubers more often. But just white people in general need to be kicked out of Ubers more often. Fuck your entitlement. A lot of black people getting kicked out of Ubers as well. Uh, and the, I can't imagine being a poor Uber driver in the hood. Oh, fuck it. I, you know, they say, why the fuck don't we get picked up by cabs? Well, guess what? 
there's a lot going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, a lot of these motherfuckers are not. Here's the thing. When you have people that are angry, who wants to deal with them, right? And it's in the hood. Motherfuckers are angry, whether they're white or black. They're angry. Who the fuck wants to deal with that? So I don't blame cab drivers and Uber drivers for skipping a ride. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to get you out of here on last I'm not call. Racist. I'm, look at me. I, half the Uber drivers don't pick me up. <laughs> oh, uh, This is fantastic, though, bro. I, w- I want to do it again Hell yeah. when I have more time. I don't have to run through a show in the airport. I would love to do it again. Or we do a Harold's Review or something. Oh, hell yeah. hell yeah. But in the meantime, the socials, where can they find you? Um, the- at a new comedy, ANU comedy, you can find me, or laweedreport.com. Um, there's actually a podcast that's going to be coming up uh, that we have my friend uh, is uploading called Weedology that we do. And then there's another podcast that's going to be uploaded. We have about seven episodes on that's called uh, Anonymous Degenerate Stories. So, oh, really? What's that about? Oh. <laughs> that's nights in the hotel with the, uh, you know, <laughs> that's about, you know, people come on that and they, they're anonymous and they just tell fucking the wildest stories of their life. Oh, I don't need to be anonymous to tell my fucking stories. Oh, yours? Listen, hotel nights with fucking, uh, you know, purple fucking uh, sauce. You know, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for doing the show. Thank you, Matt Slayer. You're the fucking man, and I uh, appreciate you very much, buddy. Hey, my pleasure. My absolute pleasure. We'll definitely do this again after some fried chicken. Yes. In the meantime, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. That's right.